Hey, Saya. I'm Carol. It's Tiffany. I'm Nicole. And this is what keeps us together. Basically, the group chat in your head. Living rent free. Mm. One take shout is. Yeah. I almost ruined it for us. Right? <laughs> I realized. We it together. We it together. Way to go. Way to go. Way to go. All right, y'all. So today for this episode, we have two very special guests. Yeah. Um, the first is if you listen to the friendship breakups episode, um, is my friend Debbie that we um we have recovered and um. <laughs> Debbie L. London is a spiritual healer and a self-help author. She has three, three books that you can purchase on Amazon. Um, she also has a podca- podcast called God in the Gram. So, you know, check that out. Hey. Debbie, welcome to the show. Welcome yeah. to the show. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> 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 All right, so our second guest is actually here in the room with us. It's the sister I never asked for, but yet still she is here. Uh, <laughs> Minister Tisha Beasley, um, who has been a lifelong uh, member of Shiloh Baptist Church, uh, where we all met. In McLean, Virginia. In McLean, clear. yes. McLean. To be clear. To be clear. Mm-hmm. All right. Tyson's corner, corner area. Okay. Shade, no shade. Um, where shade. she has served in many capacities at Shiloh. She has been... A trustee, she's uh, a young adult ministry leader, mm-hmm. a choir member, mm-hmm. and now she is a minister and minister over um, all youth activities. So she's in Jamaican with like 50 million jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of but which, for real, for but real. for real, for real, because <laughs> I want to plug her business as well. She um, currently is the owner of Mission Possible Aaron Service, which uh, services all of the DMV. So yeah. you all need anything. It. And it means anything. Literally. She was just cooking with some um, woman earlier today. So if you guys are in need of some assistance, she is the woman for the job. Welcome, Tisha. Yes, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So glad <laughs> to be here. I kind of do jazz hands. I feel like she works with kids. I know. Thank you. <laughs> so glad to be here. And can I just say quickly that I am so proud of you guys. Aww. I mean, just I just make Nicole cry. Anyone just, okay. has. I just love you all so much. I've known most of you all of your lives, and True. just to see you guys just just be bosses, owning businesses, Aww. and taking care of children, and taking care of parents and and whatnot, and Go and just out. just being awesome. I just I love you all so Aww. much, and I'm so proud of you. Thank Aww. you. She's gonna lie and say you loved our podcast. <laughs> Every single clip. Every clip. I love it in theory. It's great. Okay, so before we jump into the topic, we like to do something fun. Usually we describe our weekend song, but I want to switch it up a little bit since the topic has to do um, with religion. Um, We all love Jesus. Uh, But, you know, we also love a little bit of, you know, razzle dazzle. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do finish the lyrics and I'm going to switch between gospel and R&B. So how we're going to do this is everyone has to say the next line in the song. So I'll start it. And then like Tiffany, you'll do the next line. Then Tisha. (laughs) Then Nicole. I thought it was. Can you do it in the group? I'm nervous. Nope. Nope. One at a time. So line for line. Line for line. Okay. Well, I'm not going first. (laughs) You have to. No, no, you can go the other way. Fine. fine. Okay. Jesus Christ. So it's going to be Saya. (laughs) Then Debbie. Then Nicole. Then Tisha. Then you. So I hope you end up in a good part of the song because that might be hard. Listen, I hope so too, because at least if I kill it, it. Y'all, y'all got this. Are thing. we only saying one word? Line, this line. Not a whole the line. line. Oh. So, like, for okay. example, um, 
um, Jesus loves me. And then she'll go, this, this I know. And you go, oh, okay. for the Bible. For the Bible. Yeah. Tells me so. So wherever there's like a natural stop. <clears throat> Got it? Okay. okay. Got it. So the so, very first song, I tried to do like universal songs. I think everybody will know. Great. <laughs> oh, I know none of them. That's good. Okay. I feel like we all about to get So got. the first song is His Eyes on the Sparrow. Okay. Um, Whitney Houston version. I don't know if that helps. <clears throat> Not you looking at the lyric. Like, I have to do the first line and I have to make sure you guys are doing it right. First like of all, it. this is my game. So. And I don't have to sing it, right? Um, I mean, you can sing it. You can say it. However, mm-hmm. I'm going to sing the first line. <laughs> Should I feel I'm sick Discouraged Same, same Stop. Yes. You don't know the next line? No okay. and I'm not, I, Debbie, you got it Because I don't got it um, I've heard this song I don't know this lyric this Why lyrics. should I feel discouraged If you couldn't understand Can you start with okay. the chorus? <laughs> I think it's why should the shadows come? Yes, that's it. That's right, it. That's right. Didn't know it. <laughs> why should my heart be lonely? Y'all must mess it up. That was And long. Come on. For heaven and home. She felt that way. All right, here we go. I don't know. You got the easy part. Don't you the easy part. That's not helping Jesus me. I don't know. That's right. Jesus, Jesus is my portion. Jesus Come on here. All right, we're going to there. All right, hopefully the ratchet. You got ratchet songs? All right, the next song is <laughs> now we're going to song. R&B. Not know how to start. Hopefully, Saya and Tiffany, this is more your zhuzh. Can't, you, I <laughs> can't <laughs> guarantee that neither. Uh-oh. Not you being like, okay, the secular. This current R&B, I'm, I'm, it's more your speed. I ain't in it. No, Okay, I'm going to do the chorus of this song since the verses seem to be, you know, kicking y'all in the butt. I get so weak in the knees. I can hardly speak. I I lose my control. And something takes over me. It's a daze or a phase or something. (laughs) 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 I'm so amazed. (laughs) I'm close. It's in a daze. Your love's so amazing. (laughs) This is the part where I start making up the words. That's why you should have went first. You're right. You're right. I would have known this one. You don't know it? Shoot. I don't. It's not a phase. I want you to stay Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay by my side. Come on. All right. So who wants to go first with this next song? Which one is it? It's a gospel song. Okay. Tisha wants to go first. Nicole's like challenge accepted. All right. Lock and loaded. All right. So we're going to go. Then we're going to go Tisha Tiff. Aya, Debbie, Nicole. Okay. Okay. Um, I will start at the easy part of this song because mm-hmm. you know, Phew. this is my story. Oh, yeah. This is my song. Praising my savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my this song. Is my song. Praise my savior all the day long. All right, come on, Debbie. Uh, hold on. Perfect submission. Perfect submission. Perfect delight. I am my savior. That's not what it is. Visions of rapture. Oh, that's now. That's verse two. Isn't that verse two? It is. 
Probably. All right, um, we are zero for three. <laughs> 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 I also just say, if I need in a moment to say, y'all just gonna have to hold on to that beat so I can figure out where I was at. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one we're gonna do is um, real love, Mary J. Blige. Mm. Wow, okay. We are lovers, true and through. We are lovers. I don't know that part of the song. And though we made it through the storm. I really want you to be mine. Realize. I'm, oh, realize, sure. Debbie? I really want to, to put, put you, you on. on. Yes. yes. I've been searching okay. for someone to satisfy my every need. Be the real love that I need. Mm-hmm. You are my inspiration. Yes. Going last finally benefited me. Okay. I have one more secular song. Um, I'm gonna hope one secular. We're gonna see how we're gonna do. Um Okay, I'm gonna have to start from the beginning of this song. All right. Okay, who wants to start? Secular. Tevin Campbell, I'll give you that much. <gasps> who wants okay. to go first? You want to go first? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Last night I, I saw you standing. I started, started pretending. I knew you. You knew me too. Hmm. Right, Matt. But just like a man, <laughs> I was like, don't know. Oh, that man! I couldn't. I didn't remember okay. it either. But I and was like, just like a Roni. I didn't know this part actually. Oh, Roni. Yeah, I looked it up on two different oh, like, on two different websites to make sure. A Roni. Tinder Roni. Tinder Roni. Just like a Roni. You were too shy. I don't know that part of the song. But you are the only one. The only one. dreamed of you ever since. Now I built up my confidence. Next time you come my way, I know just what to say. Can we? game guys um <laughs> tragic yeah. it's really what it was not gonna lie i thought i was gonna go different <laughs> I, I was like this remember, remember when songs. saya read the outline and i was like hashtag nervous <laughs> we definitely played we played a game similar to this the night before carol got married because um, i remember she was getting irritated because whoa, we kept singing whoa, the song <laughs> you remember the stabby <laughs> i don't remember it i don't think so I do play this game a lot with people because I enjoy um, these finish alert games. Anyway. Um, I don't know about me being... Okay. I don't want to talk Fun about time. that. Fun time. Okay. It might be good that you don't remember. Okay. Moving uh, right along. The Lord. <laughs> a large. <laughs> All right. So our uh, topic for today is going to be talking about um, the Jesus identity and whether or not uh, the ways in which you hear individuals discussing God and Jesus and um, trying to relate 
him uh, to the current things that we are dealing with in this world, whether or not that has become something that is helpful to bringing in more and uh, lifting up more uh, believers or if it is becoming harmful. Um, and so this conversation started based upon um, a couple of videos that were um, shared with us through through Debbie. Um, does somebody have them? Ready yeah, I'm just to going back up. up. Um, the site is. Ooh, me and Debbie talk a lot. He knows us. Yeah, he knows us. Thank you. <clears throat> he knows us.com. Yeah. And there's two. The one that we're gonna be talking about first is um Jesus suffered anxiety, um, which we'll play now. Right here. Oh, you have to see it. I do. <laughs> yeah, it is no Jesus suffered anxiety. He gets us. Jesus, he gets us.com. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's like these, these different images of like stressful situations and just basically being like Jesus gets us. He suffered anxiety too. <clears throat> is video number one. Um and then okay, let's talk about that one first, because the other one is hmm. a little crazy. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. well, anybody anybody have immediate thoughts? Well, about- I was like, Debbie, do you want to go first since you um felt so strong? Absolutely go first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's I go. I absolutely go first. And I just want to preface this by saying I love God very mucho and I love Jesus. Um, I do have a very unorthodox way. I mean, I mean, can we call it up? Maybe. I'm unorthodox in the way that I have my relationship <clears throat> with God mm. and Christ. Um, I was born, not born, I was raised Southern Baptist, and that's always been a part of my foundation until about seven years ago, I started unlearning everything with religion and just doing away with it completely and focusing solely on my relationship with God, because I guess like in difficult times, I just started to feel like, wait, And the way I was taught to go to God, I feel like this is not effective. Mm -hmm. But when I just rock with him and it's just me and him, I'm getting the answers that I need. But it took so much unlearning and shedding of everything that I was taught and not just the primary church that I grew up in childhood, but like any church that I visited, the same principles were taught like, oh, you got to fear God, you know, and if you do this, you're going to hell. And, you know, just a a lot of, you know, what is it? Fire and brimstone teaching and you can't do this, but no explanation why you can't question God. And just a lot of restrictions um, is if God is like sitting on some throne and has a trident, he's ready to strike us down uh, at any moment. And if we fail or do something, we're the problem and something is wrong with us and we're not worthy enough to come to God. And all of that kind of teaching, I had to completely like detox myself from. So I am no longer religious. I don't identify with Christianity and be like, but you believe in Jesus. I absolutely do um, because there is power in that name. And I know that for myself. Like, truly, I know that for myself. And even when I was going through my unlearning 
phase years ago, I even questioned, do I need, do I even need to believe in you, Jesus? Because everything it seems to be kind of muddy. Like, do I, and you know, Jesus really came to me and he's like, oh, remember I held you down with X, Y, and Z? That was me. And remember that nothing else will make these entities go away. Uh, it's because you call on my name. <laughs> so what's up? What you need to know? And because of that, that's why my focus is always on relationship more than anything. Cause I just feel like it, we're just not taught to nurture that one-on-one or we feel like we can't go to God and say, God, I need you. I got, I don't even know what I need, but mm-hmm. I need you in this moment. And I just need you to come through for me, you know, whatever the case may be. So anyways, I just want to give background on me and how I think just to preface my thoughts mm-hmm. and also being a spiritual healer as well. Um, I assist people with number one, healing from generational trauma, especially in our community as black people. And number two, a part of healing from generational trauma or a facet that could be a part of it that I've come across with my clients is also healing from spiritual abuse mm-hmm. or religious abuse. <laughs> and because a lot of people feel like even though we're we're moving away from the taboo of therapy being for crazy people a lot of people still are struggling with unlearning that so that they can get the help that they need, or they were told that they can't do certain things or they can only do things this way um, as a form or a means of control, whether that was in their churches or whether that was in their households and it had a religious tie to it. So I'm way more sensitive and I can, you know, be accountable in that I'm sensitive to making Jesus clickbait or uh, luring people in, but not really giving them the tools to be successful as it pertains to their mental health. So anyways, me and Carol's watching one of so our friends. how you feel about shows. the video? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to give the background so people can understand why I feel so strongly about this because y'all didn't feel the way I felt. So I wanted to give just a little, okay, this is why I'm coming in here with this thought process. Mm, okay. But like I was getting into, me and Kira were watching one of our trash shows. And on, I constantly see this commercial, the, the commercial that they just played. And every time I would see it, can I curse on here? No, I'll just, I won't. You can, yeah. I'll, every time I, oh, I can. Okay. Can. Every time I see it, I'm like, wow, y'all got the Lord fucked up. Like, why y'all, why are y'all doing that? And the way it says Jesus has, uh, or Jesus suffered anxiety too, the way it was presented, like immediately when I saw it, I'm like, y'all are using Jesus for clickbait and y'all are not even giving people anything that they need to truly work mm. through whatever their issues are, because there are varying degrees of anxiety. I probably have like a low level of anxiety. I get anxious about stuff. All of us have experienced anxiety, but there are some people who really really suffer with anxiety to the point that it is debilitating. And I've worked with some people who who suffer in that way. So it's just to be like, well, Jesus suffered anxiety, you know? Yeah. You know, don't, don't worry. Don't feel bad. And then when they click on that link, which I knew it was going to be trash, it was going to be everything I thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) Suffering from anxiety. And it's like, you know, Jesus, he was very anxious before he got up on that cross, but you know, he turned himself in to those guards or whatever. And he did so without complaint. He died anyway. You know, but he had an anxiety though. <laughs> Sorry for you. And it's like, mm. nothing about this mm-hmm. was helpful. You got the click <clears throat> that you wanted, but did you pull them in? 
so that they feel inspired to have a relationship with Christ. No, you pretty much just said he had anxiety before he died. First of all, then nobody knows how he was feeling for real, for real. But anyways, you're, you're using him feeling away before he gets on the cross. Okay. But he died. He suffered. And Jesus handled things very differently than we do. Yes, he had a human experience here on earth, but Jesus was also perfect. And me and Carol quickly, you know, touched on the fact that that's also problematic because you want people to be more like Jesus, but at the same time, that's unattainable. Mm -hmm. We are mortal beings. You get what I'm saying? Even though we are spirit beings having a human experience, we are still mortal right now in this realm. This yeah. Moment, this I, I, so it's a lot in heavy. Yeah. I, when I saw the video and she was like, oh, I'm, I don't like this video. I, was, I watched it. I was like, oh, why are you mad at this? Like, maybe Jesus did have anxiety. I don't know. Like, <laughs> but I thought the problem was when we talked about the link after and I was like, okay, so this is problematic. If you're saying Jesus had anxiety, but you're not, you're not backing it up with scripture. You're not backing it up with how you can help. I'm assuming they want you to buy a book or come to their church yes. or something. Yeah. But that's problem. That's problematic. If there's no immediately immediate resource. But at first, my first thought was, Oh, like Jesus was human and he has human emotions. Right. Um, right. So the idea of him having anxiety isn't, far-fetched to me um because the first we were talking about too like the first thought i had was when jesus went to the temple and with Teresa judice on them folks and started flipping tables <laughs> so i was like you know he got mad he did carol yes literally <laughs> yes. Before there was a carol. yeah like he, he flipping tables so him being so he was angry in that moment i think we can successfully deduce that he was not happy right so the idea of him having anxiety to me is not far-fetched right. the problem in lies as you said is there's no additional resource right. to now help me with that if i'm feeling anxious and where I can go from there. Right. I will say I agree with Debbie too. I understood what they were trying to achieve. And I, yeah. but I also do 100% agree with the, I didn't even click further because I already knew there's nothing there that leading anybody to Jesus or this personal relationship. And there in lies the problem. I understand the desire to catch people's attention. And I also understand the desire to make Jesus relatable to whatever someone else is dealing with. However, if you're not careful, people will walk away with only the video and nothing else. And what yeah, you're, right. what the goal should be is to bring them to a relationship with Christ and under better understanding him and what he was going, dealing with and how he navigated his relationship with God. And none of that is happening in the video. So I do understand <clears throat> where Debbie is coming from. But at first, when I initially watched it, my initial thoughts, and I don't know also, I have to take into, um, into consideration the fact of me having been beyond my infancy in my relationship with Christ. Uh, if for me watching it from that lens of someone who has built their own relationship, you don't really think about what it's like for somebody who hasn't. So right, I think right. that that's what Debbie is very much getting at like yeah. I'm only looking at it from the lens of well I'm over here in my relationship and I get what they're saying but I had to I'm gonna that's been a seven eight year journey where I'm at right now mm -hmm. there are people who are watching that and are have never once considered Jesus never once considered God and if you're watching this and all you've heard about God is oh come to him and he'll you know solve all your problems or whatever <clears throat> the general you know, knowledge that you have about um, Jesus as a whole, that can that can be very difficult to then um, try to navigate by yourself because that's what it sounds like they're doing. They're not really 
preparing or giving anyone the tools to be able to move forward until they can get and find a minister or a pastor or somebody who can help them walk through what they've just watched. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because I kind of thought that it was for people that were just starting off their journey. I thought that that was the target, but I also thought it was interesting because I'd never seen something that was maybe like relatable to the human experience that Jesus had as an entry point into a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So that's why initially I was like, Oh, like I can understand like why, why, like I've never seen something like this. I can, I can see how that is appealing and how that would be appealing to people that have not had a relationship with God. And I can understand like why you would take this approach. I do think that it is problematic to not actually feed their immediate need that would like make that's what makes them click that's why it resonated with them and that's why they would want to um start that relationship um that's very very problematic and i it's also kind of surprisingly myopic like it's completely the other end of the spectrum to me i hate you (laughs) um in terms of like how you would it's like so innovative as a way to bring them in and then it goes back to the same old tropes in terms of how you want to start the relationship. You know what I mean? There mm. is no, like, it's not like dual prong. Like, you can't be religious and be going to therapy. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you, I, you can't believe in Jesus and also want to talk to a therapist. You know right. what I mean? So, like, it just, um, it is sad from that regard, I think. Yeah, yeah they, the whole he gets us is a beautiful statement because he does. Um, but then they just drop the ball on the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you, you almost had it. You were 50% there. But then you just drop the ball on, on the rest of it. And and for them to, you know, label, oh, he had anxiety. He had an anxious moment. Yeah. You know, yeah. he had an anxious moment. Mm-hmm. That doesn't right. necessarily. And we all have anxious moments. It necessarily mean I have anxiety. I had an anxious moment. Wouldn't we all have an anxious moment you when you know what you face, right. what you're about to face? Of course, you're going to have an anxious moment. And um, yeah, but they could have taken that opportunity to. To break down, well, this is what he did in his anxiety. He prayed. Mm-hmm. He prayed once and, then, you know, he still was, you know, feeling a type of way. He prayed again. He prayed a third time. This is what you should do. And like they they could have done all of those steps to help enlighten someone on, okay, if you are anxious, this is what you do. Yeah, actually, um, it's funny because after me and Debbie had this spirited text exchange, um, <laughs> I went to start Googling, like, did Jesus have anxiety? Because I've actually never heard that statement. Like, yeah. I've heard him. He was, like, upset. Or I've read those stories, mm-hmm. things of that nature. But anxious and anxiety, um, I've never heard it directly related to him. Although, when I am anxious, there are scriptures that deal with worrying and anxiety, but mm-hmm. never related to Jesus. So I looked it up. And it's the same story they're telling him. is like when he was just... Um, betrayed by judas after the lord's supper mm-hmm. he went um to gethsemane yeah mm-hmm. yeah Garnice and um thank you i had to <laughs> had to google it to make sure you know ralph lauren wow week later that's how you're gonna come back wow welcome back <laughs> oh, thanks. two weeks actually um I was say, why are you bringing up all this shit? <laughs> <laughs> sorry it was just okay um and he said to um he was with um peter james and john he mm-hmm. said sit here while i pray and the Scripture is um, Mark 14, 34. He said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch. And as you said, he he went and prayed. Mm-hmm. So same thing. It's um, had they even like 
stay there it, like right. and or even like dub into that a little bit further i think this video would have been way more effective mm-hmm. because the first thing i thought was like oh they're not even going to mention scripture that's interesting mm, right <laughs> like we're not even going to talk about it um not even pick up your bible yeah <laughs> so, so when i first watched the the video i actually because we dvr things i don't watch um, ads on TV, but <laughs> I finally saw it on TV in addition to this. And I was like, hmm, that's kind of cute <laughs> for maybe the non-believer. Right. I don't think that the audience and also having a little tiny bit of a marketing background. I don't think that they're that this advertisement is for maybe us. Even if we have a year or two under our belt of being in relationship with God, it's giving very much so infancy, as as I mentioned. Like for someone who doesn't have a relationship, who is already struggling, maybe they even call themselves an atheist. To make something that is so perfect, relatable to something, when even when it seems very unattainable, um. Outside of it just being clickbait, it pulls you in because how many other people, even outside of that link, are now going to bare minimum research? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and maybe it fosters or at least plants a seed for building a relationship of their own. So maybe, no, the ad is not giving what it's supposed to give and it's not giving the full picture, but it has us talking. Yeah, like I, said, I researched afterwards. And also, I do want to point out that the show that one, we all watch the same show. I've never seen this ad. So I find that interesting. But it's not a religious mm-hmm. show either oh. um, where this ad is being placed. So oh, the okay. show has zero. So, so the audience, again, <laughs> yeah, is... which I thought it was interesting that where they're placing this ad. What do you think the demographic of the of the show is? Um, like? It's um, it's probably women um, mid I would say over, maybe it's over 25. Hmm. Um, what show is it? Married at First Sight. Married at First oh, Sight. yeah. It's, so, I mean, men watch the show, but I think it's mainly geared towards women. Mm-hmm. No, I can see why they, they chose that show. <laughs> yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. 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 Making a mockery of, I mean, a lot of people perceive Married at First Sight as making a mockery of marriage. <gasps> right. I mean, I love it too. But wait, but what does that have to do with God? Well, no marriage is like a big institution of christianity and it's yeah. an important you know the three strands yeah they're thinking uh, probably that if you're invested in the <laughs> show you may not be invested in a relationship <laughs> with god, god. Yeah, oh interesting mm. then why not like real hip-hop of atlanta yeah because right. maybe you may not be interested in the commercial <laughs> i was about to say that the it's, commercial is giving White evangelistic. Yes. 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 Oh, it's yeah. not giving. Yes. It's black, not giving Pastor Cal. No seasoning in black seasoning. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's not even giving Lowry. It's male based. <laughs> <laughs> it's Aoli. Even, even to piggyback off it's of Tisha and Tiffany and Nicole. Mm-hmm, not me. I feel That's like right. the drop off point, even if it gets people researching, you you leave them hanging because yeah. like did you just have anxiety? Nope. And it's like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? You see what I'm saying? Like for yeah. us, it's like, oh, he didn't have anxiety, but well, Jesus, help a sister out. You know, we know to do that. For a non-believer, you know, as someone who's never had that um God experience, yeah. they're gonna like, 
you just wasting my time. They gonna be the one flipping tables. Like, man, I'm over here suffering, and then he didn't even have anxiety, and then you know what I mean. I hate that. That's that's. I think that's a boiled my blood the most. Some like missed opportunity. Yeah, this yeah. Is a perfect yeah. opportunity, and 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 it was missed. And I feel like also, um, what Tisha was saying, just giving them something, or what Tiffany was saying as well. I mean, that's why I'm piggybacking off of all y'all, but. What if they would have been like, you know what? Jesus sees you suffering from anxiety. He got some for that. And so does therapy. Like, what? Right. Click the link and we got, you know, therapists for you. And we got some scripture for you. Let's do both. Man, that would have been. Yeah. That would have yeah. been, yeah, that yeah. been yeah. 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 Especially in the time where like, a lot of like virtual. Yeah. Where uh, like virtual therapy is like on an uptick. And there are mm-hmm. a lot of ads for that. Like that would be. Very, very interesting. Because I'm, I'm sure that there is. There are definitely. I would be one of them. That is like very interested in getting therapy and like having a therapist that believes yeah mm-hmm. that is you know religious based or christianity based or whatever have you i think that that would have been really cool we could be having a completely different conversation if right. that were the case yeah for sure oh absolutely um okay so, so do you provide we... them help and you're providing them help right. yeah, yeah, exactly. both sides of it for mm-hmm. sure so there is one more video um this one's called um Jesus was born to a teen mom. Um, and I'm just gonna, <laughs> gonna play this one. <laughs> a girl got pregnant. She was scared. Her parents thought her boyfriend was the father, but the baby wasn't his. He loved her, so he offered to raise the child with her. One evening, her water broke. There wasn't time to get help. He delivered the child and lay him in a manger. Jesus was born to a teen mom. He gets us. All of us. Jesus. He gets us. Um, sorry. Just okay. Not all of us were born to a teen mom. <laughs> exactly. I was like, wow. Uh, Mary was on 16 and pregnant. <laughs> I mean, she was young, but everybody was young. Yeah. Everybody was a teen mom. Right. But I also looked, at, again, after I saw all these videos, I was like, let me... Did I miss something in um, Sunday school? Um, I, don't, I don't remember saying. But I looked at her age is like ambiguous, at least from what I could find. Like I didn't see they, everyone said she was young, but they I didn't well, see anything specifically saying her age. I don't know. A, if you, a tell if of you the can, time, oh, as, as yeah. Minister Beasley would say, <laughs> like it was not you were old if you got married at 16. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like being married or pregnant at 14 when you get your cycle at for some, Ten. as as some, I mean, some people get it much younger, but I don't even want to think about somebody marrying anybody at 10 years old. But 14 and even a stretch, that's not uncommon for that no, time no, period. Yeah. Yeah. So if you didn't live long, you died at what? Well, <laughs> some of them did live What's long. Oh, were they over 100? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, yeah. They're talking yes. about like in the 1700s. Women <laughs> were like yeah. getting married at 14 and dying at 35. Yeah. Was it, um, was it, no, no, no. Who had the old wife? May, um, Sarah. Abraham, Abraham and Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. Sarah. And she like 90 when she got pregnant? Yes. yes. What Abraham one fifty? Yeah, <laughs> You're right. My bad. I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. Yeah, you're right. Them niggas was old. <laughs> they were eating raw fruits and vegetables, honey. Okay. They were right. right. true. Then right. process over right. here. Um, I don't remember what the point where we were no, going. Sorry, that was Nicole. Nicole was talking about. Sorry, I'm sorry. I was just saying that not one, not all of us were born to a teen mom. So 
Okay, so okay, well, let's it's, break it down. Yeah. So that's not that's not even the biggest so that problem. Fact, it's not. So okay, it's so not. Jesus born to a teen mom start. is not problematic, mm. right? No. So where is well, that? It's not inaccurate. It's, it's not inaccurate. It's not inaccurate. But if that's the point that you're using to relate, that is a missed mark completely. Mm-hmm. Okay, just completely yes, because one, I mean, at the baseline, not all of us were born to teen moms, and even if you are, that. Oh, there's so many problems with it. Well, I, I don't think don't... that I think that they're trying to relate to people that are pregnant young. Yeah. Right. So yeah. not that Which you being fine. born to a team. Who their baby daddy is. They're like, oh, and she didn't know who her baby daddy was either. Yeah, but then, you know, inter <laughs> but then Immaculate <laughs> Conception enters the chat. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Right, like they what? missed the whole point of okay, well, God spoke to her and said, This is what's gonna happen. Right. right? Yeah. They missed that whole point. Yeah, like and also well, spoke to Joseph saying, Joseph, hey, this is what's gonna happen. This your baby but this, you gonna raise a baby <laughs> that part like god was talking to them her parents thought it was her boyfriend it wasn't meanwhile god having conversations with all these people <laughs> but also um dang it i had a point oh, so sorry. it'll come no. back it will Shoot. <laughs> speak speak positivity it's gonna come back why, well why i will you? say this i also feel like what they were trying to get to is understanding that they're what they're dealing with, what the youth are dealing with, I should say right now, are they dealing with individuals who are utilizing sex at, at teenage years, right? And so what I will say about this is while the church normally talks about abstinence, I was impressed that they actually did touch on this and were trying to bring those who normally out of the church would be ostracized, mm-hmm. wouldn't be called back in, you know, like being made, like I've heard people talk about like the girls have to come down to the front and they have to apologize to the church for getting um, pregnant. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, back mm-hmm. in the day. So we've turned Did a corner. Did the men have to apologize no. for getting no. pregnant? No, the dudes no. never I did. Here. What am I going to say, Nicole? What am I going to say? Thank you. Thank you. I talked about it once an episode. It happens to me. Ridiculous. I'm not apologizing for nothing. I didn't apologize. Well, back in the day, you had to apologize and you had to say who the baby daddy was. Okay, so not, this is the thing. And you had to say who the baby daddy was. Oh, we had to If you out. look back at Aren't our you old church. him in church? You do. And you, and it was you, him. <laughs> if you look back at our old church records, it is written in there. And, so, and it like our old church minutes, it says, and, you know, she was brought forth for, having, you know, being pregnant out of wedlock. And this is who the baby daddy was. And she is being kicked out of the church. How many people in there we know? I have so many Girl. First of all, we need to bring up the records. Girl, you should have won the receipt. Girl. Everything falls on the girl. I guess it's always, it's also like, oh, well, you need to wear stockings. Your skirt needs to be below here because you don't want the You don't want to tempt them. Man. Right. Like, hey, why don't these niggas have self control? Yeah, it's all about that. Right. We never talk about that, though. Wait, can we talk about this? Yeah, because if you get outed in front of the church, do you have an opportunity for rebuttal? Like, yeah, what if you go to church? No, my grandmother told me this story of one particular person. Okay. So the mom was like, Actually, the mom of the baby daddy was like trying to force the girl. You got to tell, you know, who the father is. You got to tell who the father is. She didn't want to do it. And when she finally did, grandma's like, oh, if the floor could have opened up and swallowed the woman whole, she would have loved it. She didn't know it was her son. She didn't know it was her son. 
Oh, wow. so after like that, that point, they stopped doing it. <laughs> I bet. That's terrible. Man, I need to start going to church meetings again because this is crazy. Well, okay. That is so oh, absurd. Like, I have so many questions. Me too. We can change like the whole topic of the um, <laughs> podcast, honestly. And we can just read church minutes. I have so, <laughs> not only just that, if it had been me, we all going down. Because last I checked, you, we, we both was banging together mm. so i'm not gonna stand in front of a whole church and be like yes i'm with child with that nigga's baby <laughs> come on up here so they can see how you look but they always put the girl out now. they never put the guy i've been like immaculate conception too so now what <laughs> that's what you tell us now you're right. This is Jesus's baby. <laughs> I do. I remember my point from earlier about the video. Yeah. At first, I thought that, I was like, "Oh, this video is kind of cool because it's just telling a story of a girl that gets pregnant young." Mm-hmm. But then they're like, "Oh, they laid her in a manger," and I was just like, <laughs> "Like, why can't it just be like a relatable story?" Right. And then towards the end, like bring in like because it went from like a random girl to it being Mary and Joseph, and yeah. the, the facts aren't lining up until the manger part. <laughs> Yeah. So I was just like, why didn't y'all just do like a relatable story right? and then tie it into Jesus? You know, because saying Jesus was born to a teen mom isn't completely inaccurate. No. So, you know what no, I mean? It's like no, it could have no it could. That's not a problem. So you could have still made the story relatable without like turning a corner. Because also, if you read the watch the video, um, this looks fairly modern. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these why people are going manger? to a manger <laughs> to give birth. You know what I mean? Um, so just I think that's. Again, I think for a lot of these videos, they're like almost. Almost fire. Because even what they said, the narrative up to the point um, was accurate, but they left out. It's like, yes, you know, she did get pregnant at a young age Mm -hmm. and no, the man that she was supposed to marry was not the baby's father. Yeah, all of that was accurate. But again, like I said before, God talked to them. Right. You Joseph know. wasn't in the window like shoot <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce like I just wish even I wish churches felt comfortable being progressive mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. like I understand uh because by I'm not a bible beater by any means but there is truth in the bible there is wisdom in the bible right and I just feel like if we're going to go modern Let's go modern with it. You get what I'm like. You know what? Jesus sees you, teen mom, and he loves you anyway. Mm -hmm. Jesus is not judging you. Jesus is not judging your baby. Mm -hmm. You had a teen mom too, you know. But guess what? We got time for that. Let Jesus come and comfort you and help you through your trial. Let's also get you and your baby the support that you need as you're going through all of these changes. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. That's all you got to do. Exactly. But said, let's do some clickbait that's going to lead them to nowhere, y'all. It's a good idea, right? <laughs> lead them to nowhere. But you did not get the soul. You, get, yeah. you, well, you didn't get the soul. You didn't I get th- the believer. You suck. Well, I mean, also, if you think about it this way, the Bible says that there will also be false prophets mm-hmm. and Ooh. they will lead you to nowhere. And I think oh. that this... Can we... Can we get, might be yes. tipping the edge because this is so. This is this is no no. Uh, no, no. That's you right. Sorry, sorry, but that's exactly that has been my issue a lot with what we would consider to be the God bless you, the evangelist following. I guess is 
the best way to uh, put it because I feel like it's Jesus light. It's it just doesn't give it. When I think about my relationship with Jesus, when I also think about where I have gotten in my relationship, and then I see the glitz and glamour that a lot of the evangelistic churches do to draw people in, but then I don't hear about individuals. I hear about things on large scale, but I don't hear about anything on an individual scale. And that's the thing to me that I always, I've, I've, I've had... I've had concerns and I don't really care for the way in which they handle a lot of the things that they Can do. Can you give an example? Ju- um, like so you said like, large scale and small. Scale. So um, I think they do, they do like great um, outreach. They do big, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll get these live bands in. They have these concerts. They have great music. They do, um, they have uh, even like kids camps. And the ideas that they have and what they're desiring to have happen in these in at these events are missing mark right like so we're talking about jesus but you can tell that there there's a talk and there's not a relation if that makes sense right or talk no teach talk talk no teach it is so even with this last video that we're talking about right there is the acceptance of this young person having the baby but then there's a correlation of it with uh, Jesus, who uh, Jesus and uh, Mary and and Joseph, who have had a personal relationship with God and hear from Him and talk to Him. There's the talk about it, but there's never the how do we build the relationship? What do we do for these things? There's it's there's no meat. There's no meat, right. and, and I feel like there's a lot of the drinking of the juice, and there's no getting to the meat. Mm-hmm. And I don't get me wrong. I, the glitz and glamour is cute and for, for what it is, the draw that it brings in and the people that it brings in, I think are good. But what you see happening a lot of times with a lot um, of these situations is that there's some, something ends up happening, unfortunately, where false prophet, either a false prophet situation where it's the leadership is never got themselves together or somebody has infiltrated leadership and something falls out or the way they're moving so fast with the bigness that somebody has gotten in and then there's a problem with something else. Like, I'm not saying that the the desire is not right. I'm saying that the heart may not align mm-hmm. with what should be happening there. And so it can happen in any church, but you have to be careful. If you're not teaching about building that personal relationship that Debbie talked about, if you're not work, helping people work through that, if you're only talking about Jesus in this very, uh, I don't even know, I just pretty glitz and glamour but don't get into the nitty gritty because they tried to do that they really did try to do that but then there's no there's no connection Mm -hmm. i think that's what i'm saying when i'm saying i think it's missing teeth and a lot and i don't want to say that's every church but it feels like that because that's what i'm seeing not every church as far as every every denomination of the church but when i see the event the evangelistic churches that are some of them are mega churches. Some of them are really get you know getting large numbers in. You know, it's hard when you do those type of things, especially it's how do you teach personal relationship when there's no personal relationship within you know the groups. You got to have small groups. You got to have somebody teaching, showing you know how you build this personal relationship. And those are the things that I think are missing. And I don't know if that's because 
You're spending so much money on making sure you draw in the crowd that you're not spending enough time because right. money well, doesn't. I, well, I don't know. I think that's what the, what is uh, publicized is this glitz and glam. But these churches can't survive without these small groups. So I think small groups definitely happen and teaching definitely goes on. But, you know, we're trying to draw the masses in. It's just like on a Sunday morning. Yeah, I may I may preach from a scripture, but I don't have time to necessarily right. break down. Okay, well, he was from this city, and this is what this city means, and this is what this Greek word means, and this I don't have time to do that. But uh, a lot of times, it's just okay. Listen to the message of Jesus, but if you want some more, if you want some, you know, some you potatoes, then you got to come in and you got to do your own work as right. far as Bible study and other, you know, things that are offered. A lot of sometimes a lot of onus is is on person what it should be and and a lot of people are like well i what i went to church and i wasn't fed well but that going did you bring a plate were you were you receptive <laughs> you know were were you were you hungry right mm-hmm. and now you're talking about you didn't get fed were you hungry did were you, you looking for him to just hoop and holler and yeah that's it? and that was it did you just want the surface you know did you want to taste but you really don't want you know to fully that's, that's digest and and ingest all of who God is. Um, so we got to have that that own personal oneness. So if you if you see the glitz and the glam, okay, you got to go beyond that yourself. It's right. personal. Yeah. I, agree. I wonder if that's fair, though, for <clears throat> someone who doesn't know, because every all of us, we have a personal relationship. And for people who don't even know where to begin, I don't know if it's fair to say, well, are you hungry? did you bring a plate? Because even some of my old clients, they were like, I don't even know how to talk to God. Mm-hmm. Like literally would be like, I don't even know how to have a conversation with him at this point because they felt so unworthy. They felt like I've messed up so much. There's no way God is going to even, you know, welcome me back in the fold. There's no way. Or, you know, I'm questioning how our relationship or the foundation of our relationship, there's no way he's going to allow me back in because I was told I can't question him about anything. And I feel like some people are hungry. They're just lost. They're like, okay, I hear the scripture. I hear the sermon. You know what I mean? Like, I want it, but I I have no idea where to begin because some people are that overwhelmed. And maybe it's like, um, like I would give my clients like practical things to do. I'm like, look, we can start out in a journal if you can't sort out your thoughts or you can take five. I will always say five minutes. I'm like, just carve out five minutes in the morning to say any and everything that you want to say to God. Or you could be in the shower, like just really giving them some practical, easy like no fluff. We don't have to do a whole bunch of eloquent, grandiose things. Right. Just five minutes, five minutes of your time. Be like, God, look, I'm standing before you. I know we haven't talked in a while, but God, I do want a relationship with you. God, can you, sh-? I will always say, I love a show me prayer. I don't know what it is about telling God, God, can you show me this? Or can you show me that? God be like, bet. I don't know what it is. If you say, God, can you show me what it looks like to have a relationship with you. God, can you show me what it looks like um, for me to overcome my fear of having a conversation with you? For whatever reason, God will then align certain signs and synchronicities or situations for you to be in. Be like, look, right here is how we can do it. Look, right here is how we can do it. People just don't have the foundation. I think y'all are saying the same thing. I think y'all are saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. What what needs to happen is um, it's a two-way street. You can't just (laughs) go to church and be like, with no intention on 
um, take you doing the work. And so it's a it's I think where it's problematic is where even if you don't know, you went to church, right? So that's the first step. Or mm-hmm. you reached out to someone mm-hmm. like you, Debbie, or another minister or someone in that realm where you're asking for help. That's the first step. So there has to be some a desire. Yeah, a desire. And then you knowing, I mean, because I do think where yeah, even in your infancy of um either relationship or religion or wherever you fall in that spectrum, um, I would assume that you know that it's not by osmosis or right. it's not just going to come that, you know, there has to be some work. Like I've never, I'm trying to think of in all of my years of going to church, I, I've never been told this is where it stops. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, but I, people I, believe it. I, I hear what you're saying, but pe- there are people who I agree everything you want to say, but I want to take a step back real quick and just say that there are individuals who are going to church as Tisha said, just to hear the word, and that's be and be entertained, and that's it. They are not considering the fact of wanting a personal relationship. Sometimes God puts us in a situation where we have we learn. Oh, okay, I'm gonna have to figure out right. a personal relationship because I thought I could phone it in no. and just show up, and yeah. that's not the case. No, so I feel we'll, you. I guess we'll what I'm saying is then then you can't blame the church that you're not right. that you're not that your your relationship hasn't progressed or what have you if you're just walking in and. There's no desire to figure out on your own what's right. next, I guess right. is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. the tools are out there. Oh. I mean, you can go you can Google and figure out everything at this point. You can mm-hmm. Google that. You can figure it, you can figure it out. We can find people like Debbie. You know, it's available to us. So if you don't, if you don't seek that out, then do you really have a desire for a relationship? Or do you want to complain? Yeah, you want to complain. One little thing. It's like I don't know, kind of like what Sia was saying. I've seen where churches, or I've even gone to churches where we're focused on bringing people in, right? We're focused on, you know, that invitation to discipleship and making sure that you give your life to Christ and that you get baptized. And maybe, I don't know if it's a Southern Baptist thing. I don't know, but the Bible Belt is a weird place, but neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um it's like they almost teach like once you get baptized you're good you know that sort of thing and people are really kind of left okay what's next like oh well i got baptized so i should be good and as soon as they backslide or fall back into to the same space they were they're riddled with guilt but then when they do go for that help it's like well you know you shouldn't be doing that well you know you shouldn't be you know whatever whatever and there's no tools mm, on how to yeah. navigate being human I guess is what I'm trying to uh, say. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, the desire is there, but the teaching, kind of like what I was saying, like it's it's all glitz and glamour. Like all you got to do is come to God, come to church every Sunday, uh, tithe, go to Bible study and you're good to go. But then when that real shit start happening, it's like, you're on your own. I don't know what to tell you. You're yeah. supposed to, you know, figure it out. You're supposed to know what's, and it's like, they're like, uh, I'm struggling. And then that's when people just, you know, retreat and like, never mind, this isn't for me. I'm not perfect enough. Yeah, I would say that I had an experience like that. Um, actually, when we went to the DR Jesus. and we were evangelizing and it was like with, I don't know, it was weird. We were like, we were evangelizing. We were going to, from like people's houses. And I don't, I don't know what the Bible sense of this is. All I know is like what feels right and true to me in my relationship. And I was talking with a woman and she was talking about how she can't go to church because she's like living in sin and she doesn't feel worthy. And, um, you know, God doesn't want to hear from her. And I was like, well, are, do you pray? And she was like, yeah. 
And I was like, well, then you already have a relationship with God and someone. So this is being translated to Spanish. Right. And he looked at me and he said, no, and refused to translate that because he's like, if she's not baptized, she doesn't have a relationship with God. And I was like, we are living in very different realities. And I suddenly feel like I shouldn't be here. (laughs) How like how. How, who are you? Like, you know what I mean? I feel like you're not a gatekeeper. Right, exactly. And I feel like that is sometimes what the issue is, right? So that religion sometimes gets in the way of the relationship because it is so taught that there is a right way. There is one way. There is the way to do things when that is not the human experience. And that's not realistic from person to person. That's not realistic for any relationship you have, really. You know what I mean? You're one person, but you can have varying relationships with a whole array of people. So I just um, I feel like it's things like that that really create that rub where it's like opportunities can really be missed. And it's not just not having the desire, but also like if you had the desire once, and how someone spoke to you and now that's what's in your mind of like oh because this i haven't done this or this hasn't happened i can't do this Mm -hmm. so it kind of creates this cyclical Mm -hmm. like really like toxic cycle oh i lost it a little bit also talk about the fact that there's a trying to pull this back sorry uh Individuals are looking for, that was it, sorry, I'm trying to get my thoughts together. The video, back to the video. The video, when I initially said was, it was nice to be able to see them talking about something that had been, has been very taboo in the church, Mm -hmm. right? And so from that respect, yeah, two things. And so from that respect, I'm so glad about it. But there was no, it was kind of like they had that over here and then what Mary and Jesus uh, and uh, Joseph were doing over here and no correlation of like, they said that Jesus loves you, but they're not, we're not talking about like, even though he loves you, this does not mean that life is going to get any easier. Like this doesn't mean that other people aren't going to feel some type of way about you. That doesn't mean that once you become a Christian or baptized, I think another thing too, this man is saying, Oh, you, you know, you can't have a relationship without being baptized. Well, the baptizing doesn't mean that all of a sudden I'm going to get up and I'm going to be good. Like, People have to understand, and I think that that's the thing that, like, knowing Jesus doesn't alleviate anything. If anything, knowing Jesus, you get more tests. If anything, yes. <laughs> that ought to be what is being said, and I think that that's part of the reason why I'm like, it feels like Jesus light, because you're like, oh, just come to Jesus and everything's going to be great. And I've heard a lot of people come, get baptized, and then leave, and the world feels like it's caving on in on them, and they feel like they didn't get enough um support from the church and they're not sure how to go in the Bible them their own self and they're not sure where to turn. And I'm not saying that it isn't on the individual as well, but we need to remind them that when you get baptized, when you start to learn about Jesus, you will be tested. Well, I don't you, really know that you can utilize that as an entry point to people that are looking for a safe space. I don't really want to hear that like, you think it's hard right now? When you get to go God, then wait. <laughs> I'm looking for, but I, I think I that like harping on like the idea that you will have like a like a support someone, system. Yeah, yeah, a support no, system and someone that bad. always hears you, understands you, and forgives you. Is yeah. <laughs> also, we have to remember. I don't know about other churches, but we were probably like strongly encouraged to get baptized in like elementary school yeah. i would say mm-hmm. if you got to like middle of high school and you weren't baptized yet like yeah. everybody's like looking at you crazy but so, as a member as a member right. yeah so 
I feel getting back to at that age, like you don't know what you're signing up for. Like, I mean, I understood kind of like I remember like Jubilee Jeeves, Lord is your savior, Jesus Christ. Like, do you believe he died? Yes, I believe all those things. But I don't know what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm nine. So um, baptism doesn't feel as. Uh, okay. This is getting offensive. Uh, <laughs> it feels less of like a necessity or like a chain or like a turning point to me, at least when everyone's telling you to do it when you're 10. Like, yeah. it yeah. yeah, like it doesn't. Yeah, it's just a check mark. Like it doesn't. Be, it never felt to me like a real like turning point in my relationship with God. Although I think now we do it differently. Yeah, where there's like you're instructed yes. before you before you're baptized. Yeah. So I think yeah. Then it was like oh gosh, all my cousins are going up. I better go up too. Right. Right. You know. Right. And it took years oh, before I really gave. had a personal relationship right. with him. But it, but then definitely was like oh I don't want to be left behind. I don't want to be the only one who's not baptized. Whereas now. We definitely know that that's not the right way. And the kids are uh, instructed before, after, during all of that so that there's a complete understanding of what you're doing, you know, what's going to happen, what will happen after this, what are the steps you need to do beyond this. So I think we we do a better job of that, of informing them now. Yeah. And this is no shade, but I, and this may just be because like um, pre-Cheeks, era of church like is oh, that's our pastor for our church is the yeah like it's, <laughs> no it's like uh, a little fuzzy to me yes yes <laughs> but, yeah, sometimes oh, like, let no. me just say that's the pastor okay, sorry pastor terrifying anyways um before uh they came to our church like i don't even remember relationship really being harped on no in our church it's funny you say that because mm-hmm. I was going to say with your experience in the DR, we still live in a world where people are very religious and don't talk about relationship. Right. And progress. I want to also tie into what Debbie said about people being okay with being progressive. I would like to think that our pastor allows us that space yeah, where sure. being progressive is okay because in my mind, when I look at progression, I think at adapting to the future mm-hmm. while respecting tradition, yes. mm-hmm. Agreed. not necessarily implementing mm-hmm. tradition all the time. Because what we've learned over the years is that sometimes tradition, like calling you out in front of the church when you're a hey, We can mom, bring that back <laughs> Or I used to teach. Just Or... You know, getting baptized without not knowing truly what you're doing may not necessarily be the best thing for people. So now that we know better, we do better. And in doing better, we're building a relationship just as you would if you were swiping on Tinder. I don't know what people still do. I don't know. But Debbie, just It's getting not on Tinder at this moment. Um, <laughs> that's right. Tell them about it. But like, even if you were building a relationship with anybody, just like when we build a relationship, you have conversation, you communicate, you ask you questions, spend time. Yeah. There's some commonality. Not Jesus being There's- on Tinder. <laughs> Swipe now. What's in his bio? <laughs> I'm trying to save you. And to wait, 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 wait. That might be my question at the end. Wine for you. <laughs> Water to wine. You know, I, I, um, what were you, it was something that you were saying, Nicole, and I was like, um, oh, oh, I know what I want to say. I want to say for y'all, 
y'all are very fortunate to be at a church and under leadership where there is growth and where it is encouraged, you know, from what I've seen about Shiloh. And I think, I mean, everybody just doesn't have that beautiful experience that y'all have had. You know what I mean? And so thank God for Pastor Cheeks. And if there were more like him at other churches, but there just typically is not. You know, a lot of people are doing the prosperity preaching, which, oh my God, that's so harmful. Mm. Because it's like, oh yeah, if you do this, then God is going to give you everything you want. Man, please. When I be making some serious petitions and declarations, God be whooping my ass. And I'm like, well, I'm why, why I got to go through all this? But then it's like, to prepare you. <laughs> I, I don't want to be prepared i just want you to give me what i asked for you know what i mean but i'm at the point now because me and god have like fought a lot you know especially in these past handful of years we fought so much about god i feel like you be doing me dirty i feel like you know the moment i asked you for something here you come with all this growth. Here you come with all this healing. <laughs> here you come with all this shedding and pruning and everything else. And I just feel like I should not have to go through all this. But now <laughs> I understand. And a lot of people, well, I feel like if we just kept it real in church, yeah. yeah. Like, look, I just want to let you know though, when you start asking God to do big, you know, because I hear a lot, and maybe this goes back to a little bit of prosperity preaching. People are like, oh, you serve a big God. So you need to have them big dreams and you need to do these big things. And people are like, bet, God, I really want to, you know, have this, I don't know, nonprofit, you know, that is global and da-da-da-da. And I really want you to make this come to life for me, God. And he's like, I love that you asked me that because what I'm about to drag you through to make sure the foundation <laughs> is right on that thing. Right. And I feel like there was some honesty as you go through the process. I agree with Tiffany too. Like, if I didn't know God and y'all like, okay, as soon as you do know him, you about to get dragged for filth. I thought, oh, well, I'm good on him then. Like, I've been good on him. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I feel like there was a beautiful balance in a, in a, Yes, we can find out the information on our own, but Google can be overwhelming. I'm just coming. I'm just oh, but some of these same folks will know, know the street of the, of the baby daddy that or whoever they're trying to find. Yeah. So no, that, that, that's to me. That's a, that to me. That's a cop out. You where did no. we just go to? No, I'm just saying some of these same folks. Like I can't find. No, no, you find no, everything that you want to. Trifling people. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Trifling, non trifling. It's there. It's there. Not talking about them hoes. We come <laughs> out here. You know what I mean? Because the trifling people, it's like you don't want no motherfucking help. Get on my face. You know what I mean? Like right. you don't want, you don't want it so bad. We're, we're people I'm talking need about Jesus people too. who are truly like sincere. Mm. I'm talking about the real sincere people who are genuinely truly struggling. Yeah. We're not giving credit to people who acting like they can't figure out stuff or they can't do things or that want to be enabled. No, they are out of the equation because if you know better, you will do better. And that is just the God honest truth. You know, I, no, I, we're talking about the people who are with a sincere struggle. I will say, I am as we were having this conversation, the one thing that made that stuck out to me the most out of this is that um, a lot of times we will negate the, the struggle. Because uh, I, as I was thinking about this, I'm, I am not, this is not my home church. Um, however, I landed at this church and before I landed at this church there was the struggle of being at a church 
that was not pouring into me um, the way in which I needed. Don't get me wrong. It got some people through, but it wasn't giving me what I needed. And during that time, I very much was spending a lot of time like, where you at? I need X, Y, and Z. I'm struggling through a lot of things right now. Couldn't understand. So we hear a lot of people in their struggle. And I think I'm assuming Debbie is even dealing with those, a lot of those people uh, um, on a day-to-day basis. And it's not to say, let's not negate the fact that he does not hear us. He do he does hear us. He does know that what we need is right around the corner, but we just can't see it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it may be that, you got to struggle at this church you're at right now until you find the right church for you. It may be that you need to struggle where you're at right now until he brings the right leadership into your church. It may be that you need to deal with whatever you're dealing with um, and t- and until you are partner right th- with the right therapist or whatever the case may be. Um, I don't want to take us take away from the struggle because the struggle does change us mainly. Only it didn't change anybody else. I don't know why I said that. It changes us, <laughs> changes us, and puts us in the right position to be able to be. And so, I hear a lot of people. I I'm, like I'm thinking back about where I was at, and I did a lot of complaining too during that time about like, like I had gone to other churches in my in my area, and I was like, no, that ain't it. That ain't you know, like wasn't feeling like I was getting anything that I needed. And it, I don't know if I would have been as receptive to Pastor Cheeks when I got here had I not gone through all of what I went through because I was going through a lot of life changes, decisions, moving, not knowing anybody, like all of those things happen. And I, as we're having this conversation, like there may be somebody that these videos are hitting at the right time that may, the church, that little website thing may not, may not do it, but I don't know if there's 10% of the population that's watched it, that saw it and got something out of it in that moment even if they're struggling with that at that moment. And if it brings, who knows, if it brings them to it, fine. But they're, it feels like it's not going to hit the mark the way it should be. So I don't want us to negate the fact that like there's somebody struggling that's seeing it and, and they may be right. They may mm-hmm. be completely ready for whatever. And they may do the Googles and they may get to wherever they need to get to. But for the people who are not ready and who haven't, like they're struggling at the beginning of their struggle and they don't, we don't know where their journey is going to get them to. They may see this video and it may may do nothing or it may do the have the opposite effect. Because I'm sure there are there's a percentage of people who have seen this video and it did the exact opposite of what they planned it to do. But how do you control any of that? Can they do better? Yes, a thousand percent. They could do better, but it may hit somebody. And that when we were talking, it just made me think about the fact of nobody's journey looks the same. So. And I know mine for sure did not. And I know a lot of people being being in the gay community, a lot of people look at me and are like, how are you even here? But they have not done the same the struggle the same way that I have. Have you if your struggle is going to be the same is is similar to mine? Sure. Maybe that walk is going to look the same. But a lot of people don't have the same struggle. And so a video that would do nothing for me may do something for you. And it just depends on where you are. In your in your on your journey, where you are with your struggle, what I will say, um, if you're struggling right now, just know that there is something on the other side of the struggle, regardless of whether or not it looks like it, you know, or fits the the thing that you need. And if you don't have a pastor teach at your church, don't 
Stop looking. Don't stop trying um, to find. First of all, if you don't have a Pastor Cheeks at your church, Pastor Cheeks can be your pastor because we're virtual now. Oh, so regardless right. of where yeah. you are, yes. Pastor Cheeks Shiloh, can be yes. your we pastor. Have, we have three locations. <laughs> in McLean, on YouTube, and Facebook. Hey, location, <laughs> location, location. <laughs> location. <laughs> I'm sorry, campuses. Yes. <laughs> um, I think this is a good time to transition. Okay. Um, Saya, do you want to talk about your... Oh, yeah. So I kind of hit on it, I guess, a little bit uh, earlier. Um, So I'm not sure if individuals are aware or have ever heard of a church called um, Hillsong. Um, However, if you're a Justin Bieber fan, you probably have (laughs) because there was a, uh, you know, a large following of individuals who liked Justin kind of when he um, gave his life back to the Lord. Uh, he joined uh, a mega church uh, that has locations all over the world called Hillsong. And um, should just keep. Uh, okay, sorry. Um, so I don't know if anybody's heard, but as of late, there's been a little controversy at Hillsong, and I will say also it is a. Um, it is a evangelist church so they are a mega church with locations they started off in australia they're they're in the united states but as of recently they've had a little controversy um something slight. no it's just a little something slight mm-hmm. um there's like a whole uh three three or four yeah docuseries docuseries on discovery plus i didn't watch it i'm just saying if you have it you can i get a little it. blurb oh you want to give the blurb, <laughs> give the blurb on the documentary <laughs> Yeah, so basically, this is according to the New York Post, um, the three-part docuseries um, dives into the draw-dropping history of the religious institution and its founder, Brian Houston, who has been accused of everything from embezzling church funds to covering up child sex abuse. Um, Yeah. Is that only heel song? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, well, it's this particular <laughs> docu <laughs> And you should shout fire the shots. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we talk about the Catholic Church. Did they make that song? I mean, this is they have a, relevant. No, no, they Did do. Did they make the spirit lead me? Yes. Yes. They, yeah, oceans. Okay. Oceans, so they, yeah. Let me just. So the reason that I, that I know about Hillsong is because, not because of Justin Bieber, but because Beans. a lot of their music has been throughout a lot of churches so when i was church surfing a ton i was like i don't know why this is a popular song because i keep hearing it i don't hear it on the radio but i for sure is hearing it on a lot of black churches were playing a lot of their their music you know mm-hmm. i just think it's on your by them i'm we, we, <laughs> ashamed we zhuzhed it up a little bit but yeah so i kept hearing about this this church over and over again and they were blowing up they were just literally blowing up and they are on their social media game on point. Let me just tell you the, the marketing on point. They had, they had figured out a way, a, a system and a way to be able to, to draw in masses. Right. So the, so they have a huge following Justin Bieber. There's even a, there was a pastor on there that like had like a six pack. Carl, and, I think yeah. Carl is. Lentz had like a six pack and mm. like all the girls were crazy mm. about this one pastor. Well and I think that this is, that's the, actually the guy that, um, <laughs> that's the guy oh. that. Hand me the piece of paper, please. Oh, there's no, there's no, yes. 
Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not doing this. <laughs> there, but nonetheless, I said all to say that they grew up and blew up fast. And a lot mm-hmm. of people watched their rise and a lot of where they were influenced, a lot of people were influenced by their rise, right? So to be where they're at now with a lot of controversy, um, I, I mentioned earlier when I was talking about um, my concern with it being Jesus light sometimes. Um, this was one of the churches I was talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that they, they, have, they have millions of people that have been baptized, millions of people who have joined. I've also, though, watched as tons of people before the controversy have left. Tons of people who, you know, have had issues. And again, as I was saying before we transitioned to this, you know, you got to find what's right for you. But when you, it's, I'm always, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of small churches personally. I'm just going to say that. I know everyone's not. There are a lot of people who like large churches. Large churches get a lot of things done. Let's just start there. Their money goes a little bit further. So I do understand the appeal. Uh, however, I think a lot of the appeal came from the glitz and glamour, and I don't remember not a word coming out of that. And I'm not saying that there isn't the word. I know that they were preaching and they had great oh, yeah. preachers that come out of there. Yeah. I know that. I'm not saying that there that there that there isn't, but the draw was more so the marketing. The more draw was more so the the music. I would say the recent draw because they've been around for years. I've watched them for like years. Oh yeah, well, yeah, I did mean that in the yeah. expanse, right? Yeah, because so been, like the recent, uh, yes. the recent draw. Yes. Yeah, yeah no, I, I would agree because they he took over for his father. His father yeah. had yeah. that church up too, yeah. so they're not new to this. Mm-hmm. They're true to this, well, but sure. uh, <laughs> but they with they with any expansion when you're moving that fast when you're doing those type of things. That's my concern when I say Jesus like yeah. not so much like that they don't have the foundation that it gets the foundation starts to get watered down as you're they grew really fast and so I don't know if that's part of the reason why there's the 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 controversy that there is uh but I know that the the six pack pastor he's no longer there uh Carl well he had a controversy with sleeping with another woman yeah. Yeah. yes yeah, so uh, not, that wasn't his wife to be clear let me, right let me be clear okay, this, is not, this is not the first church no. to have some level of controversy like this they won't be the last Mm -hmm. as long as tides are flowing in there will be embezzlement somewhere right as long as there are not checks and balances there's not checks and balances where there's an issue here well okay fair not everywhere but let's just make a blanket statement yeah you're right okay my apologies (laughs) oh yeah my statement was not a blanket for all evangelistic churches either i hope that that's clear it's definitely not blanketed but i'm we what still trying not to get is... canceled last minute. <laughs> last minute. Go ahead. Say it. With your chest. Go ahead. Whole chest. <laughs> no gun clap. Some of older the people some of the older people would say was where there's a will, there's a way. And you can look at that from a positive, but some people who operate in a pessimist could easily say that some churches don't have the right intentions. Yeah. And then sure. not having the right intentions um, or even sometimes, like you said, if something in the mist gets skewed, even with someone who does have the right intentions, mm-hmm. 
it could easily drift to a place where it shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say when I first um, saw this one, I didn't know Hillsong was a church. I thought Hillsong was music. a music a group. group. <laughs> and so like when we, and I will say that until last week. Um, I, when, when I, I would have said like, it until yesterday. When yeah, I, I was like, article. Hillsong is a church. I had no idea. I didn't know Justin Bieber went there. I was, um, I did watch the first part of the document, um, docu-series because that's the only episode that was free. Um, <laughs> and they were going right. through a lot of things I didn't know. Like I also, and I read a bunch of articles. I didn't know that they like, they're basically like a franchise yeah. where you can like, put your church underneath their mm-hmm. overarching oh, brand. So like um, some churches, like this black guy, I can't remember his name right now, but he has a church under Hillsong and they moved it from underneath them. So it's like, for lack of better words, like a McDonald's, you know yeah. what I mean? Like where you own. So it's McDowell's now? Yeah. <laughs> yes, essentially, yes. He had a Hillsong so church. So Hillsong, not Hillsong. <laughs> yes, they're no longer singing them. But um, I also was a huge fan of the group well their choir or whatever um because they have really great music and um i saw one of the articles i read um she said the music is really a really huge department because it's so critical to the church's power of hypnosis the music is completely Mm. weaponized for whatever the church's needs are as well as financial which is the aim of the game is to get the money out of the people and so they were saying they like court i think we talked even kanye has said it recently about like chord progressions and how music can like trigger different emotions and feelings and mm. they basically like test their music on their church to then figure out i guess kind of like they test it in church first and then they put it out okay. on cds well, and masses and things of that nature terrifying. to see what's going to work that the best sense. which Sounding it does make sense like, like you're if i'm yeah, gonna wait, put a, wait, wait, if wait, i'm gonna wait. put a cd out i'm gonna test yeah. it in yeah, a yeah, service okay sorry but, I agree that that makes sense. Like, yeah. let's make sure people like the music. In the context of oh, this certain, quote, yeah, certain yeah. music creates different reactions, and yeah. that's how they test their church. From that aspect, that's what's terrifying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it is definitely terrifying. Even the music. Again, um, I was after. I was like, dang, this is a little scary. That <laughs> not hypnosis. Well, and I don't. That's that was her particular word, right. but. It's not to me, it's not far fetched knowing what we know about like sounds and what they do to mm-hmm. our brains and things of that nature, that you're choosing different chords and singing certain things to evoke an emotion. I don't know if you guys did Young Life. Um, it was a really big like I heard of it, but group it. Um, in Northern Virginia where they basically just it was a church group for, uh, aimed towards teenagers. Mm-hmm. So it was like you would go sometimes um, their church services weren't at a church. It would be like um at a restaurant or somewhere like not on church grounds kind of like you're bring your guard down so you don't feel like you're going into Mm -hmm. a church service which can be overwhelming or intimidating to someone that doesn't have a relationship with god didn't grow up that way and they like their church services would be with a rock band or an acoustic band like it was just very like kind of like this i think it's kind of like a hillsong type of um Mm -hmm. format i guess you would say where um it's not a a typical baptist church service it was very low-key very low pressure probably jesus light to your Mm -hmm. point where it they kind of made jesus um, more palatable Mm -hmm. um but when you're 15 going to that it it feels like cool to go to a church service than going somewhere else um so i i think there's a fine line with a lot of this stuff where making him making god and religion and jesus relatable is good to bring people in right 
it's the problem is when there's nothing to keep or sustain. Yeah, I think is where we're. Yeah, at. and that's what I mean by saying Jesus light. Like, I mean, it's like okay, that's what you mean. Okay, yes, because I because I, I feel like from watching them over the years that the word of God goes mm-hmm. forth. Now, where the problem lies is that folks in leadership lack the moral integrity. Yeah, to you know really maintain. Right, because <laughs> you're saying it, but you're not following anything right. that you're yeah. saying. You're doing. The exact opposite. You're having an extramarital. Yeah. Although as a church, once that person goes through that, how we react to him and how or her also says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's because of the way we are getting out of the we are slowly getting out of this thing. There's still a lot of people who do, but I think we even talked about this earlier, uh, where I think Religion versus relationship comes when you're not looking at your pastor as the only way to be able to get it, have a, have a relationship. We are, we are slowly getting away from that now. Well, we are, our church is not in the, in my respect, I don't think it's like that at all. Pastor's always like, no, go to God. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I cannot get any more prayers up than you can. You need to go yourself. But there was a time when a lot of churches were built on, and I actually, I know people who still have this philosophy. They feel like the pastor needs to be there every Sunday because mm-hmm. I need to hear his word. He's the only one that can get me, you know, get, get a word to God. He's the only one who can give me the word. There's no, there, there was, there has, and our history has been that. And honestly, that I was looking this up there. The, it used to be that uh, pastors and uh, preachers spent time getting educated, seeking that education, and then trying to bestow that on 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 onto their people so that they could learn themselves. And they were saying during the um, what's the 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 time period where they were doing the tent services and mm-hmm. they were you know bringing snakes out and all those those type of things. There was that during yeah. that time it became Bibles. what's that a revival. Yeah, revival. Some of them, yes, but there's a term too where they uh, and I can't. I just don't have the article in front of me. But they were talking about exactly what term. I can't think of the term. Yeah, there where they literally went from it being spending having the even the pastors having that personal relationship to it being about the hooping, the hollering, the falling out, the laying of hands. It, you know, and so then, of course, if you transition it from spending time in the Bible, spending time with yourself and educating other people to it being a show. Yeah, that's not well, you, fun. Th- well, you think the show is, the, the person giving the show is the only one who can get the 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 prayer through mm-hmm. or who the only one who can provide the miracle or the only one who can, who who knows Jesus, who knows Jesus the best. And we're slowly, because right. I think we can all say that all, uh, I know, even for my parents, they were saying like they had to unlearn that the pastor was the only one mm-hmm. and they build their own relationship. So I'm taking a few generations back where people, you know, spent the pastor was literally a king to God. Mm-hmm. And we are slowly getting away from that. But I think that what what Hillsong and a lot of these other mega churches in that way make me nervous sometimes because like you, okay, they're telling you you need to go to Bible study to your point. You, while you might like his preaching, you still need to come in. You need to go to these small groups. You need to do these things. And those those things sometimes make me a little nervous because I like I love me some T.D. Jakes, but I'm still going to spend some time on my own right. reading the Bible. I'm, and I don't think a lot of people are doing. Wait, I want, sorry. It's OK. No, I just want to go back to Tisha really okay. quickly. When you said um, how people react 
to those fallen, it says a lot about the church. I just wanted you to expound upon that a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, if we're the main ones, as soon as someone has messed up, if we're the main ones on social media or wherever, just shunning and, you know, oh, you such a sinner. We can no longer associate or, you know, fool with you in any way. In any way. It just goes against the teachings of Jesus, who is mm-hmm. a forgiving a forgiving God. So for us to react that way, you, you know, even when regular folks mess up, sometimes you read a church person's, you know, tweet or post, and you're like, good Lord Jesus. Look, wait, so I know a few. Right. You're like, oh, so what do you let's unpack that? Like, yeah, I was going to say, so in terms of like this particular case, um, while I don't think that they should be stoned, you know, what are you, what is the, <laughs> what is happening? You are putting being put in timeout. Stop hitting the table and stop hitting the onto the microphone. Okay. We're Christians. See? Exactly like I said. We're also sisters. The main ones. We're also sisters. The main ones. How do you think um what 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 would be the appropriate response to uh Carl or um a pastor that has a lot of child abuse or well not let's well, not say child abuse. Let's bring it back to like Adultery and infidelity and embezzlement. Like, I don't want to bring children involved. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just is, listening to things. That let's leave the babies out of it. Yeah, because, okay. I mean, you should die. Sorry. Um, <laughs> what is. <laughs> sorry, don't touch my child. Uh, right. uh, what is the appropriate response to you? Uh, a lot of it is you, your voice is not needed in the conversation at all. So, I mean, did God tell you to say anything? Did you pray and say, Lord, is there something that I need to say about this situation or do besides praying this brother through it or praying this sister through it? A lot of times our voice is not needed mm-hmm. as far as, you know, a negative comment or, or whatever. Are mm-hmm. you talking about like in in general, like when it happens at Hillsong or like when it happens in the congregation you belong to? All just all across oh, the board. Is that a level of Christianity I aspire to? <laughs> <laughs> But do you feel like he should have kept his job? I feel like if he truly repented, maybe he's not the every Sunday preacher, but I think eventually he could get back to mm-hmm. the preaching. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, we're expecting perfection in the pulpit, and that's that's not going to happen. Right. Perfection. Well, how is their <laughs> accountability? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. How, how well, would you suggest they be held accountable? If, well, like I said, you know, he shouldn't maybe be the every Sunday preacher, but he definitely needs to go through counseling. He needs to apologize to not only to his wife, but to the church. And he just needs to show that he no longer is. So is he still head pastor at Hillsong at this location? I don't think right No. No, I mean, in your. um. And how you feel like that should be appropriately handled? Would you agree, would you say that he should still be the lead pastor, or he should step down? He should step down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he should and definitely if he step, step down. down. Well, then he should be voted out. <laughs> leave is what she's saying. <laughs> well, I'm, no, no, but no, I'm no. not saying leave the church. Right. I'm not saying leave yeah, the church. Right. I'm not even saying even saying leaving yeah. leaving that that particular campus. campus. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying you don't need to be the leader right now. You need to focus on. You know what you got going on. Yes, yes, and, and, and counseling and all the. I just want to, sorry, I just want to point out one more thing about this particular situation. I don't know if this changes anything for you. He was very like um, hell bent on telling women like 
don't have sex before marriage. Even like one person came in and said that uh, <laughs> I've read that. Yeah. She, um, he, she, they, her and her boyfriend had sex, and they went to him, I guess, for counseling. He told them to break up because they had <laughs> fornicated. Or, I don't know all this other kind of stuff. So I think what also made it very like look really terrible is that you're going, you're telling people to break up and not have being in relationships right, yeah. because they made a mistake, and here you are, you know. Bumping coochies with a some that's not your wife for years. That's how that works. Well-known pastor. Yeah, yeah, I know you're gonna talk about Atlanta. Can rest in hell. Oh, (laughs) Oh, by way of Baltimore. Oh wait, (laughs) there's a couple then. Well, 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 (laughs) we're thinking about two different pastors, I think. Not him, same church. So this is—it it drives me crazy when any pastor that is homophobic. I'm all—I'm like he's deal. I don't care because with this situation <laughs> in Atlanta, he was constantly berating people in his congregation about how homosexuality is a sin whole time you grabbing up the teenage boys Mm -hmm. then denied it and you Mm -hmm. know everything else and the church was well trying to rally around him but the proof was in the pudding these young men had no reason to lie clearly but he was always preaching the message against homosexuality but was doing the very thing he was condemning fighting himself Exactly, exactly. And the same thing like with what Carol was just saying about this pastor, you know, telling these couples to break up and everything. Hold on, let's talk about sex real quick. Just two seconds, two seconds. I hate how we are such a sex negative society Mm -hmm. and it's tied to religion. Because when you get to the point where you are having sex or you're just trying to be in tune with your own body or understand yourself sexually, now you just think sex is dirty when it's a natural thing that God created. You know what I mean? I just wish, I just think the overarching thing is, hey, let's keep it real. We can can love Jesus, we can love God, and we can be authentic in our human experience at the same time because we're going to have sex. Things are going to happen, but how do we navigate that in such a way where we are still um, aligned or making sure our relationship is what it needs to be or, you know, making the certain corrections that we need to make, whatever that looks like. I just wish we would stop acting like stuff don't happen, you know, or things don't happen. And and, then God is the source or God, Jesus, they're the source and the solution for navigating these things. They are they are a tool in your toolbox, so to speak, or like your team, your, your spiritual team that's here to help assist you with that navigation. And my teacher was saying like, okay, you, you got to do some stuff on your own. You do. Absolutely. It's like, but you got your team here to support you and to help navigate you, you know, through whatever your, your GPS, you know, so to speak, your God, uh, system. Anyways, but I got off on a tangent, but my point is, <laughs> that's one thing we going to do. Right. Pastors do be hypocritical, mm. not all of them, not making a blanket statement, but they will. The ones who be condemning stuff very, very hard, especially things that are natural um, and just normal stuff that people deal with on the day to day. I hate when they're struggling with it, but you're constantly preaching something totally different. Like, sit your ass down somewhere. This is not <laughs> helpful. You are harming the people. Um, and also just, anyways. So I have a, I have a question for the, everyone in the group. So can, can I make a point for it? Yeah, Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I just wanted to say that um on what teacher was saying that I I I struggle with this um concept a lot. And I think that we've had this conversation around um like 
uh, Kanye's like Sunday service a lot too is like there is a concept of like what is right what is right for you like where you're getting your message and like and and keeping those things separate sometimes I feel like is hard I feel like mm-hmm. we as a society have a hard time with that not just in church mm-hmm. not just in like our church leadership not just when it comes to preaching but like you know you think of like Cosby and how devastating that was because we didn't separate the man from the art mm-hmm. you know what I mean Definitely. and so I feel like there is a level of responsibility that comes with preaching. And it's not that there the expectation needs to be that you're perfect or that you are sinless. You are still living a, a human experience also. However, there is a certain level of accountability that I think mm-hmm. comes with that position that needs to be acknowledged. And I don't think that you're absolved because of your relationship with God, if that makes sense. Like, I don't Definitely think that, not. yeah, I don't think that like, be, just because we are a Christian group and that we can pray and that we, hope that you repent and that you learn your best, like really it's not up to us. So like, like I, I don't, don't, I don't know. I struggle with like, and you're not innocent just because you're in leadership and not being able to practice what you preach. Yeah. That was not going to be my question. While I don't expect um, perfection, I do hold you to a higher standard as the leader of the church. Mm. So I guess that's where my struggle is a little bit. I expect you to make mistakes. I expect you to fall, all those things. Um, I don't know if I expect you to cheat on your wife and (laughs) maintain your position as head of the church. And embezzle from the church. (laughs) After telling us every Sunday that we tithe (laughs) for our relationships to God. Like, that would be crazy. As we were talking, the thing that made me, the thing that stuck out in my mind with regards to sex and the way that our culture has wrapped its our religious culture has wrapped its mind around it is that we have definitely put it on a higher pedestal as when it relates to sin like we all know within the church that they're all sins like if you lie it's still a sin yeah if you cheat you know like that's me. a sin but for some reason that one know, holds, the sex was like oh, right we, it, so we, it is <laughs> way up here and like if they lie or if they you know, or well, he stole a little bit of money. It'd be all right. But, but they, it was just one private plane, right? Like, but if it's if the sex thing, to Debbie's point, we won't talk about it. We won't, you know, the kids. We can't have, have we can't have honest conversations about whether or not it happens and when it happens. Like, you know, it used to be that people were pushed out of the church, although leadership may not be, but uh, which is in itself yeah. something. But it's very. I think that. For me, we were talking about what we want to do or how I, what I would like to see happen or not even like to see, but expect to see happen if there is problem within leadership is that everything be treated the same. So if he's cheating, then we need to treat it the same as if he's embezzling. We need to treat it the same as, as mm. if he's lied. Mm. We need to treat it the same as if he's done anything else because they are all sins just because you struggle with gambling, but nobody knows you go and do that. And no one knows that the pastor is gambling until just now. Doesn't mean that he still gets to sit on the pulpit every Sunday 
when if he was cheating, y'all either want him out or y'all want him to do less. Do you have like, a line? I feel like that's hard in the human experience. It is. I feel like but I, I think, remember like when I was sitting, when someone was like, you know, all sins are with the same. It doesn't matter what the sin. And I, I literally remember sitting there and being like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I get murder that. and a lie are equal. But you have to remember. It's, <laughs> yeah. this, but this is a cultural thing, though, too. So we're talking about America. But I, when I think about like uh, other... Uh, I think we had a conversation before about like the way in which people deal with how people lie or, or, or are different things, right? There are some cultures, if you are caught gambling, that is worse to them than anything else. It just depends on where your, your, where your humanness decides those lines oh, are. Totally. I, yes. What I'm saying is I don't know of a culture where all things are equal. I'm not saying that, <laughs> but I am saying that, if we are to say in our practice that we believe that to be the case, then we have to work on trying to be that. I'm not saying that it's going to happen right away, mm-hmm. but what you does have that to look to, like yeah, to, look, to me. Be- that looks like when we're having our church meetings and we're talking about whatever happened, pastor cheated, pastor's gambling, pastor lied, pastor whatever. Here are the things that we murdered somebody. No, like, right. I was like, if Pastor, I don't know, um, lied to the IRS on his taxes, I'd be like, ah, that sucks, but whatever. <laughs> if Pastor, I don't know, shot JoJo on the street, I'd be like, mm, that's different. Okay, <laughs> but my point is, so if it's murder, to Debbie's point, and we're saying he's no longer at the church, if he cheats, he's going too. But see, I, 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 yes, well, yeah, he murders. I hope he's in jail. Right. <laughs> I hear government. Is that a decision for us to make? Right. Yeah, I hear what well, you're well, saying, well, see, but I don't know if that necessarily. I hear what you're saying. I just feel, and of course, it's my human mm-hmm. thoughts, and I am getting away from that, and also going back to like the Bible and principle, mm-hmm. which is what you're saying. I just feel like, I guess it's like there has to me. There's just a line. Um. And I don't know if anyone- the line changes per person. So but, that's my but, but the line also is like, if we, if you create a line like that, where lying is equivalent to murder to us, then how do you also create grace for your leadership to be human? Well, that's my so, point. And that's my point. So, so I think that therein lies my point, right? So if we're saying we see that they have done X, Y, and Z, I don't like that cheating. Uh, cheating is my line. I want to kick them out. But if we're having a church meeting and we're talking about grace and we're talking to this person and we're determining if they murdered somebody, <laughs> that they did it on purpose and that they were, we'll do it again. Okay, so there we're, this so you're line. not, yes, there's so, a line. You're not remorseful and go to jail and don't come back to the church. <laughs> but if we're talking about somebody where we're saying the line is, this is the line for everybody and we've talked to this person and they've, cheated and they're not remorseful for the cheating then yes they still need to go too right like the grace comes in when we're having the conversations because we're not, you shouldn't be automatically kicking somebody out of the church is everything you know? recoverable to you in terms I think of that, church leadership yes because i think if somebody that when we're talking about the fact of murder because i think that that is what debbie we're, this is the line everybody gasped at <laughs> yes. so yes let's use murder when we're talking about murder <laughs> if it was something that this person did not do on purpose or in self-defense or whatever the case may be, we are talking about that in the church and we're determining with this person, oops, sorry, with this person and with the church where we're determining with the person and with the church where our level of grace is going to be because we are saying, do we know this pastor? 
do has he take account accountability is he remorseful has he talked it over with god whatever it is murder or adultery or embezzlement and if we are noticing his humanness and desiring to change and to be better then sure stay but if we're talking about somebody that has we we know pastors who have said i've cheated and i'm okay with it and y'all need to be okay with it my wife's fine right like those to me we need to be having a conversation in the church and deciding uh no you need to go right like i'm not sure sorry go ahead ahead. i was just gonna say that i'm not sure that those things are decided afterward i think that you make those decisions before said thing is done I don't know that you can. Because, like, having, like, a conversation where this person who is an authoritative, trusted figure in your church have an opportunity to explain themselves and use that position to the congregation isn't level playing ground. That's not just a person expressing remorse or wanting to be forgiven. There's also well, a power dynamic there. Well, so I, I hear that. I would agree with that. But I also know that with what. So I, when I think of that conversation, what it looking like, we don't make the decision that day. Take a couple couple of weeks. This is something we take to God, right? Well, also, what do you? This okay. is something I have so many questions. Because what do you forfeit? Like, what if the congregations leave? What people are voting? So, what if people who voted a way that isn't happens. what it comes to it happens then, a lot. Girl. It so happens hard. all the time for less than less than. Sorry, Nicole's I'm, been trying to jump in. Which is another okay, yes, double like double Dutch. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I know that maybe not every church has the same co- covenant, uh-huh. but the ones that I've seen typically all say recognize the. Right, majority right, 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 right. <laughs> okay, girl. All right. We should have played that. Not you know the covenant. You know the next line of covenant. I know the first so, three stanzas. <laughs> there's that. Then there's also the con. When you weight things, or at least what I what I think Sai is trying to say is, when you add weight to things, it doesn't necessarily give it justice because your weight might be different than my weight. Correct. Yeah. So it's kind of like if we had to liken it to like our own physical bodies, when we lose or gain weight, it may be in different areas than where, where we lost it or where we had it before. Max, because mine will never go back to my butt. <laughs> so, <laughs> girl, I'm sick of you. So in the same fashion, if you're taking sin and adding weight, what you may weight as sin may not be mm-hmm. what Sia weights yeah, So my line sin. is not your line. Right. Right. So it could be that Maybe you're, so it's kind of, this is how I think about it. In a relationship, when you're in a relationship, there's certain things that each of you allow because that's what you can deal with. Mm-hmm. But it could be an ex, sorry, it could be an ex that may say, I couldn't deal with that. Yeah. That's not my weight. Yeah. So the same thing with sin the difference is, is we add weight to something that he hasn't. Yeah. Mm. Come on, preacher. That's right. Here's a collection plate. That's right. I'm sick. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I think what Nicole is saying is perfect because I just looked it up because we have a lot of myths that we've heard growing yeah. up that are, it's just shit people have said. And I just Googled. Where did where did it come from that all sins are equal? That is not even in the Bible. And a lot of people reference Romans 1, 18 through 32. And I just looked up several versions. I looked up the KJV, the NLT, the NIV. It don't say that. But what it does say at the end. Come on <laughs> what it does say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, minister. So knowing the judgment of God 
that witch commits. Hold on, maybe I shouldn't. Don't paraphrase. In this version, it sounds different, but in the NLT, it's a little bit more clear. But it says at the end in verse 32, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things, because they just listed a bunch of sins, talking about people doing stuff, are worthy of death. <laughs> Not only do the same, but have the pleasure in them that do them. Basically, in the other version, it was saying that God is like, um, if you want to nut up and do the things that were listed above, you should just die. That's hard. That's Old Testament, God. Right. You know? No, that's New Testament. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Romans. Romans. But you see that there's no, there's no, there's no weight there's still. There's no weight right. still, yeah. though, right? They're, and, and they all get the same treatment. But they're not equal. But they're not equal. Yeah, but. This was my point. Okay. Right. But there's also, nothing that says they're equal. Okay, well, I can get that, but they you still get the same punishment. Well, they, so you the do, but it's cool. also the worst punishment. It is. So, like, for that to be what we're supposed to go it's, through from it, it's, it's like, like not when you commit a crime <laughs> and you ask your lawyer, well, worst case scenario. But we also got to pop in. What? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm just saying we also have to pop in that the Bible was translated by white folks. So. Them saying that God like is saying he's gonna die. <laughs> is it offensive? You know? <laughs> it's translated by. Stop it. Oh. Hey, can we talk about it? Let's King James. I mean, hey, I mean you're not you're not wrong. Man. Okay, anyway, he was a Caucasian oh, man. <laughs> From the mouth of Caucasian. <laughs> so no, I'm just kidding. No, that is offensive. I'll shut up. <laughs> It's I, I, mean, I, I said, I said all that to say, I think that we, I will even admit my, with my own self, I said earlier that I felt some type of way about Jesus light. We all have this type of judgment and we all have to make our decisions. Tiff, you asked whether or not some people are going to stay or go. I've, from my standpoint, I, there are going to be some people that are going to help this pastor for whatever he's done, lift himself back up and help him get to a better relationship with God. If you don't feel like you're that person, you might have to go. Yeah, right? and that's okay. And, and that's okay. 100%. So like, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not saying that all of these things for sure need to be done the same way. Literally saying that we have to take that into consideration when we're considering this, because I know it's so easy to judge but I'm thinking about how I want to be treated yeah. and how where I want to be at. And if I was in any type of leadership for whatever reason, and then I made decisions out of flesh, out of self, and then got caught, y'all were like, no, you know you wrong for doing whatever you need to do. I don't want y'all to be like, but you can go back up there and do whatever you was doing before. Yeah. I want y'all to hold me accountable. I want y'all to to tell me that I need to do, do things differently. I may not want it in the moment, right. but I, I, you know, looking at where I'm at right now, I want y'all to be able to do that. And I need people to help me. It's a personal relationship, but you still need a team of people around you to help you get to the spaces in which God is trying to get you to. Yeah. And yeah. so it may not be everybody. The people who decide that they want to stick around and help that pastor get back to wherever he needs to get to, they're the right people for that job. Right. But the ones who leave are the ones who are like, I think my role is better fit somewhere else. Yeah, I also <laughs> want to clarify too that I'm not like trying to say like it's time to bounce. Like right. that, I'm when I think of what if scenarios, my mind always goes straight to the loopholes. Like, what are we missing in this yeah. in the way that we're framing this conversation? And I just, um, I think that there's an element where if whatever bar we create, mm -hmm. I wasn't an advocate of this bar, 
someone commits something that is what we deem as lower than this bar. And so, and they're non-repentive, they're not sorry, they're still in a position of leadership while they're being like hypocritical, that creates a problematic environment potentially for a lot of people for varying reasons. Right. I'm not saying that people want to leave because they don't want to help and they're like ostracizing the pastor. I'm saying that it can be really hard for people to perceive like, how am yeah. I supposed to learn from you when you can't do even what you speak about? Right. And having that in a, it's not peer to peer, right? It's mm, not, right. I'm learning from you. So right. like in that dynamic, it can create a very um, precarious environment. Yeah, because I, I immediately thought of um, John Gray. Um, mm -hmm. when this whole conversation happened because he um, if you're not familiar he cheated on his wife and is also a leader of a church and they ended up coming back together united front he apologized to his wife he apologized to the congregation um, I believe he well he's still the pastor of that church so mm -hmm. he remained in um, as the lead pastor of that church and everything is fine right so if you are so if you if that's um, okay for you. You stay, you're like, okay, he made a mistake. He's a human. Things happen. Fine. Um, but then he came out that it happened again. Right? That Jesus, he, I didn't even know that. Yeah, like, not too, like, a couple months later, multiple. he, yeah, he cheated on his wife again. And I'm just thinking, like, I am <laughs> confused. Yeah, like, I just don't know <laughs> if I can be, and then he also was a, um, a mentor to a couple who is now divorced, actually, oh, um, on a TV show. Well. Um, he, him and his wife mentored them when they were dealing with marital issues, and they're no longer together. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's a, it's a heck of a coincidence. Mm. Um, but I was just thinking like, I don't know how I can, if I'm having trouble in my relationship or my marriage or what have you, if I want, if I'm going to feel comfortable with my husband seeking advice from you, mm. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you're, cause what's the advice? Right. Exactly. Right. Especially if you're, you're clearly not remorseful. Um, so I think that's where I don't put, I don't put leadership on pedestals, but I am expecting you to practice what you preach. Um, and then also if you make a mistake to be um legitimately remorseful and repentance because like i couldn't go to his church anymore like maybe after the first time after they apologized i could i might have been side-eyeing you for a couple sundays um i'm hoping that you you know took a little sabbatical and you know checked in with your wife <laughs> and jesus <laughs> and jesus and y'all had a little you know little conversations but after the second time i would have been like <laughs> 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 taking my time all right, I'm all right, I'm all right. yeah like i'm john gonna... gray I don't know. Right. I was yeah. just uh, yeah. say really quick. I think him, I think they were talking to T.I. and Tiny on the Family Hustle. Well, one. he was talking to yeah. um, Latoya Luckett and her ex-husband. Mm -hmm. um, I can't Rob remember his Hill name. Senior. It's no, 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 her husband. Show, oh, but her same, husband. Yeah, I think, yeah. Family, yeah, it was on it the, may have been like the same. Yeah, uh, I think you're episode. right. Yeah. It was on Family Hustle, which was inclusive of all of them. But yeah. he was working with Latoya and her husband. I, I believe he said something that's tiny, Probably. like about making sure you uh, stand by his side and he's going to have weak moments and blah, blah, blah. He was probably I trying to holler at Tiny. Because <sighs> I'm like, not you! Telling somebody, like, the message of basically you need to stand by your man no matter what because he's gonna, you know, fall short. And he said it in a way where I could have jumped through the TV. I'm like... Not you multiple he, times telling somebody right. what the woman needs to do instead of holding the man accountable. Right. But that goes back to what they didn't uh, show. Back to the page was after girl. that he said, "If he gonna have his girlfriend, I can be your man too." 
Goodbye, Nicole. <laughs> She's paraphrasing. This yes. never happened. Right. I was like, oh, wow. I don't remember that. Hey. All right. Well, as you may or may not have noticed, Debbie left. Um, <laughs> <laughs> get this conversation out. <laughs> she um, has two kids that have been nagging her to go somewhere, so she had to go. So um, thank you, Debbie, for joining us. Thanks, Deb. If you ever tune back in. Thanks, girl. All right. So I am interested to know from the only minister slash leader in our, from a church perspective in the room right now, um, how you would feel or how would you like to be treated? Yeah, you out here, you know, doing whatever. Getting your cheeks clapped and then <laughs> <laughs> the whole church found out. <laughs> I'm sick. Someone came down to the church meeting and was like, I was with her last night. And it was First great. of all, and it was great. <laughs> Secondly, yes. That's a man coming to the church first. That's why he's coming to the church. I didn't want y'all to know before anybody asked me. Because it was great. He was like, I'm the baby. Converted him. <laughs> now that Jesus is my personal savior. <laughs> Not the man being, I'm, um, I was impregnated by <laughs> Minister <laughs> It's that like, Holy Spirit. It's that sunshine. It's that sunshine. Yeah, sunshine. <laughs> oh, sorry. Turn. Oh, you turned it. Can you cut that? No, no, no that's no, the end. All that's the end. So, the pastor, too. So, tomorrow, when I'm no longer head of the youth, how will I feel? Not just being the reason, this question being the reason t shirt gets removed from leadership. <laughs> I will feel like y'all can kick me out of your little earthly organization. That's your earthly earthly organization <laughs> but you may have to sit next to me in heaven so <laughs> oh boy and Figure that's on yourself. Jesus Christ <laughs> yes yes that's yeah. on Jesus that's on <laughs> JC yes <laughs> but yeah honestly you can kick, <laughs> kick me out of your earthly organization I'm going to heaven all right, right. Okay. claim that that's yeah. right. 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 claim it because no one else is <laughs> Because everybody else has said, mm, I'm not really sure what's going to happen with you. Off with you. But um, have you thought about that? Being in leadership? No, honestly, because I think. Like, I'm not going to do that because. No, I just often think in order to accept the call, you got to think about all the things that come with it, I'm assuming, right? Uh, um, and that being like. Before you accept the call, you can do something and ain't nobody going to really say nothing about what you do. Right. But once you accept the call, that's... It's like you're put under a magnifying exactly. glass. Exactly. So that's why I'm asking... That's This is why I'm asking you question. You definitely are, but not even with, say, something as drastic as, you know, I slept around or murdered some. If you say the wrong thing, yeah. you're, you know, the, the pressure that's on you. Did you hurt some such and such feelings because you didn't do this? Right. You know, so there is that definite pressure pressure and you hope that people extend grace like mm. i'm human i'm sorry i hurt your feelings you know just i'm not sorry that's why, I'm not that's why you're not mm-hmm. <laughs> but i know that about myself not called. <laughs> i'm not called jesus called I'm nicole not was like, like, you <laughs> like she needs to sit on a pew on the ground floor of the congregation not, not, a a not even you you still have a story and and <clears throat> you know you still have the the duty 
to proclaim the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ in I your do. own way. I you do. do. So I have, do you think that your um, thoughts on that changed <clears throat> once you became a minister? Or did you feel the same way before? I felt it to a, a certain extent, but I feel it even greater now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you be capping for people now. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime there'd be a, a, tr- contra- a controversy in a church, he should be like, no, but we need to extend grace. Because, you know, and I'm like, oh, we can't be mad. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, but there's definitely that that pressure because you. Because people will take one inc- incident and leave the church yeah, forever and yeah. you never want that to be on you that you cause someone to leave church forever when that was not your intent or your heart or anything like that. So there's definitely a pressure um, to being a minister. You always want to make sure you're saying the right thing. Did I say, did did I know the scripture? Did I? So yeah, it's levels of pressure that are definitely there. So, okay. So I'm going to ask this question. (laughs) Because I know. Where's Debbie? (laughs) 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 So you also as a female minister, do mm-hmm. you feel like there's also pressure, mm-hmm. not in just being a female, but in the embodiment of your, I mean, women are labeled as temptresses and seduce, you know, like, like that. that's what some yeah. people read out of the Bible. Like that's their takeaway mm-hmm. when they see well, certain, <laughs> because they could sometimes come off that way and that's not their intention um, oh, is that what it is but do you sometimes feel like there's wow, also a pressure in just like in the simple things like what you wear oh huge and i don't know if it's self-imposed but definitely it's like oh is this too short is this too low is this too tight i'm sure there's not a male minister that gets up and says Oh, I better not wear this shirt. It's too tight, you know? Right. Some of them should, though. Uh, definitely, but I'm sure, you know, it's not, it doesn't hinder. Yeah, correct. It doesn't hinder their wardrobe. Uh, but yeah, there's there's definitely that. And and should I not wear these kind of heels or should I not? It's not the shoes. Even color. Should I not wear this color on the pulpit because they'll view me this way or that way? Yeah. You should wear so, red every Time breach. Well, you know, I, I bright red. I love a good red lip, and I'm like, oh, should I wear that when I preach? Is that appropriate? You know. But do you think that um, you're <clears throat> like heeding your call to ministry has in any way? Like, I don't want to put this on you, so I, I don't know how to correctly phrase it. But I'm asking, like, that would incur anxiety in me. So I guess, like, what I'm asking is, like, do you find, like, how do you deal with all of that? And like, do and push yeah. through? Yeah. I push through because I know that it's all of these things. It's not about me. It's it's for God. It's for his glory. So I got to push past all of that. The foolishness of, uh, I shouldn't call it foolishness, but all of the, those issues and and anxieties and, and whatnot, and know that it is not about me. It is. What have you been called to do? Do that. Mm -hmm. Do that. So is there any time you're like, uh, um, I might have this little Jezebel skirt. I'm weird anyway. That doesn't. <laughs> they're going to get this thigh. Hey. Sometimes it was like, why don't I put a long jacket on? Over? <laughs> so there are, the moments where you want to be like, nah, I just can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. I just can't do it. So, Because you would probably, I would imagine that that would 
distract you while you're oh, preaching. So right? much so. Like, yeah. the, yes, there are times when it's like, oh, I forgot my lap scarf. And all you can think of is, oh, okay, my I got, yeah, my thighs are out. Oh, don't cross this way. Don't cross that way. Don't Do shift too much. Legs. Don't right. relax. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Because you were sitting up there and it's, you are definitely under a microscope. Mm-hmm. I feel like with all of that, do you ever have the same qualms around like wearing pants and like wearing, like, you know, is it all about like trying to be like modest or do you have like those old like women in the church group that you contend with also? I used to until <clears throat> an aunt, an old aunt of mine wore pants. So I was like, well, she, if she can wear pants, I definitely can. So <laughs> I think that, yeah, I'm over thank that. Thank God for her. Yes, thank right. God. Because, yeah, before we never would. <clears throat> and I still would tease mom because she didn't think that um, like the deaconess should wear pants, especially during communion. So whatever she would say, like it could be the sky is blue. I was like, oh, as long as you don't wear pants on communion, <laughs> I would just tease her about that. And then finally she started wearing pants on communion. So I think we've progressed in our thinking. Well, look but, at God. I know. That's so interesting because I never even perceived Shiloh. To, I feel like that was something that I worried about when I went to like visit my grandmother Same. in church, but like never at Shiloh. Oh, that was absolutely a thing. I oh, remember yeah. my great grandmother, it was like, what do you mean you're not wearing the, the pantyhose conversation? Oh, yeah, oh, I did have that a lot. The the hat, like the, the hat, hat used to be a you, requirement mm-hmm. for a woman to oh. come in into the sanctuary. You had to have a hat. What's on the your age head? for that? Like what? Eighty. I won't in it. Mm-hmm, yeah, me either. I remember too, or like when we were wear, ushering, like how right. the skirt had to be like below our knee, but mm-hmm. it also couldn't be long for a long time. Right. And, and well, those are the uh, those are the rules the set by rules. the ushers union yeah. or whatever it was called. Show a little bit of leg, but okay. not too much. Yeah. But if we yeah. wore, yeah, but if we wore it, we had to wear stockings. Like, mm-hmm. the, yeah, there was a lot of rules around that too. I thank God for being delivered from that stocking thing. Showing <laughs> off, man. Uh, our leg <laughs> It took someone higher up in leadership to not have them on them for me to say, "Oh, okay." Yes. So y'all never had anybody who, because I've had. I've had people come up to me who were not family and be like, you're going to need to put some stock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. And I was going to be like, I told my mom no, so. (laughs) What you going to tell tell you? Who are you, matter of fact? It's funny. The person that used to tell me back in the day that women shouldn't wear pants, I was like, are you going to tell my Aunt Nellie that? Because. It was probably Mom May, wasn't it? It might have been. It might have been your grandma. My grandma was your grandma. That sounds. But you know, for her to be so anti pantyhose, I wonder why she felt that way about pants. I don't know. Hmm. Because they thought pants were mannish. That's what they would say. You're being too mannish. Okay. That's how they were putting it. Only she lived a little longer. (laughs) You know? They all would fall out about now. Oh, they would hate summers at our church. Oh, gosh. Us wearing jeans and And sleeveless. They have us living comfortable. Imagine growing our relationship with God. (laughs) But they would also have a problem with pastor and jeans and the sweatshirt and all that stuff. Now that I think about it, sometimes I do that. It took me a really long time. Like when Harry first started coming to church, I'd be like, so you gonna wear those pants? <laughs> you know, okay. Um, th- those are cargo pants. You're aware, right? And now I'm just like, are you coming to church this Sunday? Right. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. all okay, right. What I'll you see you there. Exactly. I don't. I don't care. Right. Yeah. 
But it's interesting that those things carry over mm-hmm. into I mean, it's being into you by strangers. It, it is. is. It is. But you know, no one ever said anything to me about not wearing pantyhose. Well, Nicole, you have a RBF to like. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's true, because I don't remember anybody talking to me. Well, time. but y'all are such a younger generation. But Carol remembers. No, I remember some people coming up to me and being like, you should wear um, like pantyhose. Or like, why don't you have pantyhose on? Like, I remember having that conversation. Maybe I don't know who said it. I'm, I'm surprised. I don't know. Maybe people feel more comfortable braiding me when I was younger. I Maybe. <laughs> I feel like it was really just because I was gone for like, oh, she's just going to go play soccer later. That's why she ain't got hoes on. So that's probably why people left me alone. <laughs> Maybe. She only here for the messages. She's going to be going. <laughs> <laughs> right. She's like, go soccer girl. Right. She's only here on first Sundays anyway. First of all, that was not true. <laughs> just kidding. I'm going to play my whole life. Where's the whole button? <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Are, have we yeah. exhausted the... Uh... Yes. yes. <laughs> yep, that's it. My I'm horse done. has been beaten. Okay. <laughs> so on to Tiff. Okay, it's my turn. Yes. I forgot what we called the segment. Tangent? Okay. <laughs> I think it's more like questions. Called, called, but... <clears throat> One thing we're going to do is tangent. Tangent. And... <laughs> <laughs> I participate in this part too? It. She missed it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You okay. want to leave? No, no. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't supposed to be silent because this is y'all's portion of it. No, no. no. Sure. You should talk you to the rest of the episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm gonna do it again. Wait, no, right? don't do it because I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Nothing. Wait, for the tangent. Nothing. Oh. Okay. How did I miss it? I don't know. I didn't say anything. Oh the no, because I did like this. One thing we're gonna do is tangent. Yes, and then you missed that. That cue. Yeah. Missed. So this is the part where I read the question. Yes. Okay. All right. You know what I'm saying? This is Tiff's tangents or anything like that. I feel like that's what we call. I feel like it was like something about questions. I don't know. We have to go back and listen. Yeah. Tangents at tangent. We add new stuff. We don't even remember what we did last time. It's okay. All right. Well, Tiff's tangent of the week, y'all. Um. Uh oh. I have a okay. Uh-oh. I might have I'm two. S- I feel like I'm excited about this one. <laughs> okay. What's the best insult you've ever heard? Ooh. That's- <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> oh. Yes, you can. This no. is a safe space. I'm not. I'm like not. To, someone said it to us or you heard it. Either you could be an innocent bystander. It could have been to you. Maybe you said it. Mm. Dang. Mm. You should host this so we could think about it all week. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Let's come back. To one was um <laughs> When someone walks up and they're like, oh, you look smart because oh, oh, they have a big head. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh that's no. rude. That's so rude because it's like, a, what do you say? Because you can't be like, what? Because, you know, you heard it. It's right. You heard it. It's not an insult on the outset. Oh, my God. And you know why. Was it, what's the best or the worst insult you heard? What was the question? I said best. It could, I mean, depending on how you grade it, could be worst. Uh-oh. Most memorable. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the only ones that, well, I don't know if they were meant, I think they were supposed to be a compliment, but they're always just like, um, oh, wow, like, what are you mixed with? You're only black. And I'd be oh, like, oh, gosh. gosh. Yeah, that's rude. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> That is so rude. This is awkward. <laughs> awkward. <clears throat> oh, okay. Uh, I I me one. either. We should definitely move. Well, okay, look, sorry. I'm looking through my phone because I usually like keep insults in there. Well, screen- <laughs> <laughs> but I screenshot so I can share. She screenshots biblical scriptures okay. and insults. <laughs> and insults. <laughs> spectrum, everyone. Balance, spectrum. balance everyone. What's the next tangent? Okay. (laughs) Next one is what's not black culture but feels like it. So, can you give an example? 
Um, like for some, I would say Golden Girls. Mm. Like a lot of black people like resonate with it, but it's not that's, that's for good. us or by oh, us. Yeah, so have you seen that? One. Was it you that sent us the picture of like um uh, uh Judge Katinji? Oh, with with and yes. having all the dead people yes, in bed, right? Bed, right, right. <laughs> like how'd she make it? Because she's one of ours. <laughs> Dane, how do you say her name correctly? I think I just put your name. Oh, I could, okay. Let me not. Oh, no. Okay, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Let's Google it. Matt. Yeah, GTS. <clears throat> Should we be even um, calling her by her first name anymore? Justice Brown. Brown. Justice Brown. Justice Brown. Brown. Yeah, the first time we said Brown Jackson. Or is she just Justice Brown? I'm curious. I thought her Brown Jackson last episode. But I'm assuming that that's. Wow, this is. I think uh, chicken wings and fried rice is not, is uh, like the combination together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Only, only the carry out. We want in China King. <laughs> I know. Mm. <laughs> not y'all hungry. Sounds so good. Salad over here for mamba sauce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of uh, what yeah. is. Uh, All right. These were. Oh, yeah. okay. These are hard. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Should I look up another one? No. Okay. No, uh, but I actually I really like that one. Like, what have we claimed as ours that might not be? Hennessy. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a really good one. Hennessy, Cristal, Moet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go down the list. Every single drink. Casamigos. Casamigos. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, that's a good one. Because that has a. That is all cold. On the nigga community. First of all, hookah. And oh, hookah is another uh, one. Chargers. Hmm? Chargers. Dodge Chargers. Uh, oh. We don't own that. But yeah. it owns us. Yeah. It owns us. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. Yeah. I'll even say Ralph Lauren. I was going to say Ralph Lauren. Laurent? My brother owns nothing but polo. Like oh, we have gotten yes. to the point where we can't even buy him anything anymore because I don't. I think he has everything that they've ever made. Like, I'm having the whole which brother? Alardis. No, yeah, like definitely. he wants polo every single birthday, Father's Day, Christmas, like whatever. So it's like we've. I think we've circled back to like doubling up on stuff. What has, has holes everything. in it? Right, right. Yeah, like buy it again, and he's at that point. Mm, good. Yeah. Do you have anything? No. Uh, I'm not good on the spot. You got to. Oh, man. Tell me sorry, before. guys. Should I start yeah. telling you beforehand? Yes. We got to yeah. think about it. Oh, I'm not. They're yeah. all not like this. This Some is why I'm not doing like the, the, the singing game either. I'm. Well, I can't tell you the singing game What's ahead the, of time. I know, but I'm just going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to remember his name. The guy that sings the song that nobody believes is sung by a white man. But it's oh, Bobby Cobb. Yes. Bobby Cobb. Yes. That's a really good one. Yes. Yes. And Yes. And Hall of Notes. That's Sarah's smile. Yes. I saw mm-hmm. that yeah. meme the other day that was like, um, can you imagine just being alive during the 80s? Like, just think about Man. snorting a line and then going to dance to Square Biz. <laughs> <laughs> it's normal. Right. right. It's it should have said in your 20s or uh, early 20s mm. in the in, in the 80s. Because right. I was alive, but I wasn't doing that. What a time. I wasn't alive. What a time. <laughs> what a time. <laughs> okay. Oh, that, was that was a good one. That was a good one. Thanks. Both of those are good. I wish I had better ones. Thanks. Sorry. This is what it's right, all right, so and come back next week. y'all. What we're on to our Afro shade um, for our avid listener Tisha. This is the portion of <laughs> the podcast 
where we leave our audience with, um, well, you know, something uplifting or something that we think that uh, could help them get through the week. Sometimes it ends up being a little shady because that's who we are. But. Yeah, and I'm going to preface this, but it needs to be short because if this is going to be anything like your prayers, yeah. oh, oh, first of all, oh, we, we, got, oh, yeah. Yeah. we got two of them. Uh, I think both of y'all need to, um, you know, yeah. mm, keep it simple. I'm going to no. set the timer right now. You need just to, like, just timer. like at the funeral, you get two minutes. <laughs> Not even. Try I'm to pray for these people's soul. <laughs> My soul is good. Quickly, please. Ooh, uh, who has to go first? <laughs> maybe we should. Maybe you should go first. Okay, yeah, I can go ahead. Um, I my uh, affiche for the week is um, we talked a lot today about <clears throat> having your own personal relationship with God, and I'm just gonna reiterate that. Um, and also uplift our listeners. Um, if you are feeling like you don't know how to start a personal relationship, if you're feeling like you're not sure of where to go or what to do. If you saw one of these videos that didn't give you any direction on, what, on where to go or, or what to do, um, reach out to anyone that you think has a personal relationship. And I'm saying that because I'm almost positive that those people are going to at least give you some words of encouragement and to help try to maybe send a video that will lead you to some places of where you can go, or they can maybe uh, help you find a, a church, if not a church home, at least start you off with a couple of videos from TD Jakes. And I, I don't know, uh, <clears throat> maybe Brian Houston, if you still like Hillsong. Um <laughs> Whoever, he has the words, just maybe execution is not that great, right? So none, either way, what I'm saying and I'm affirming for my listeners this week is to that you're not alone, that you you are not the only one struggling right now. There are people out there who can support you in any way, shape or form. So you can get what you need out and figure out how develop your personal relationship i'll plug debbie if you're not one who uh really is looking to uh maybe have the group dynamic yet but maybe you're looking for a little therapy and a way to start your own launching pad but just know you're not alone i think we've all had moments in our own lives where uh things were hard we weren't sure where to turn and even in the midst of not being sure set up a prayer to even if it's lord i don't know what i'm gonna do uh, or Lord, can you help me? And that being that, but no, he's there, he's listening, and that there is somebody out there, even if it's one of us, who could be able to help you find what you need so that you might build your own personal relationship. Yeah, I would say um, <clears throat> to find your place, like I in your tribe, and um, don't be discouraged if it doesn't happen right away. Um, I kind of akin finding a good church home to like, finding therapy. There's a good chance that your first or second. Um, person or place might not be the place for you, but don't let it discourage you from finding what you need. Um, we talked a lot about like for some people that mega church experience is really what works for them. For us, we found that a smaller church is what really um, resonates with us. So, um, and we live in an area where both are in abundance. Mm -hmm. So hopefully where you are, you can find out what works for you. 
Um, I think we also kind of, I don't know, this might be dangerous, but like sometimes you do have to separate the man from the message to really kind of dig into what you need. Um, We talked a lot about not putting people on a pedestal. Our um, ministers and preachers and people in power, they are just that. They are people. So they're going through, they might be on a different part of their journey, but we're all on this journey um, and just trying to do the best that we can. So um, while there's a lot wrong with churches, there's also a lot good with yeah. them too. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I would say our church is not perfect, but there, we do a lot of good and a lot of things, right? So I would say like, find your place and find um, your tribe um, that works for you. Okay. Um, I kind of wanted to piggyback on saying something similar that um, I want to affirm that you'll find your community. Um, if you've tried once or experienced something that kind of um, put you off of it or made you feel like you didn't belong or made you feel like it doesn't resonate with you, that doesn't mean you have to stop trying. That is one experience. And I don't, that doesn't mean it's the whole experience. So if there's still something that is being called to you to still find your relationship with God, that is being called to you to still find your church community, don't stop looking. Um, This might just be part of your journey and it may be a very (laughs) uncomfortable part. It may be a part that you don't love, but that doesn't mean that there isn't another side to the journey. So keep going through it. Um, And like Debbie said, I really liked what she said about um, a show me prayer. Like if you are really feeling like you don't know where to go, ask God, ask God to show you and to point out to you where it is that you belong. My turn next? Yes, Tisha. Okay. Whatever. <clears throat> I think what I would, uh, my Afro shade, that would have the same. Afro. Afro. Afro shade. Afro shade. Oh, okay. Like Afro firm. shade. Oh, oh okay. I got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, many, how many times have you heard? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, I think uh, from watching the, the videos that we talked about earlier, the bottom line is we are all going through issues and things. And I think uh, Jesus said it best in Luke chapter 10, verse 41, when he's telling Martha, his two sisters, Martha and Mary, and Mary is sitting, having a relationship with Jesus. And Martha is worried about all of the issues that are going on around. And he says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. So I think if we focus on that personal, individual relationship and bring our worries and concerns and all of that to Jesus, he will help us through. He will guide us through. Uh, He is an ever-present help in the time of trouble, and he is there for us. And he gets us. You know, he he got that Martha was concerned about that, but he had to redirect her. Mm -hmm. Uh, She came to him and, and said, Lord, look at all that's going on. And he redirected her. The most important thing is your relationship with me. And so work on that. Work on developing that. Amen. Amen. That was good. I think what I will <laughs> affirm our listeners is that you are capable of creating, building, establishing, whatever you want to say, the relationship that you have with God however that looks for you and whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody's relationship is the same. Your relationship goals could look like, you know, the next person or not anything like it at all. It's what works best for you and God. 
And as long as you are following in line with what God has for you and what y'all have agreed upon, then that's all that matters. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about it. That's it. And that's on Jesus Christ. And that's mm-hmm. on JC. Hallelujah. Well, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Tisha, for coming. Yes. Thanks, Thanks for having me. me. Yes. I appreciate it. so much. Yes. Yes. I will say episode. that we went over two hours because of the view, but we didn't. No, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks, Debbie, again for joining yes. us. Yes, that was thanks, great. Debs. This was a we good one. Y'all. See you guys next time. Bye. Peace. Bye. Bye.